That's good. <laughs> what are we doing here? Let's forget our existential dread. Grab another beer. Just the dignity like we've been doing it for years. But after all, it's neither there nor You've already been requested to get your arms out long. <laughs> it was inevitable. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I feel so, the reason we started with that song was because this is also an episode of Me and Thomas's podcast. That's true. What are we at? Yeah. And let us know that you can hear everything. All right, it looks to be okay. The yeah, levels anyway. But, um, so, and that's the theme tune of our podcast. And and performed by Fierce Pit Yeah. And uh, we're just going to have a pretty chill night, hopefully, and have some drinks and have some talks. Yeah. And Tom's prepared some questions. Mm-hmm. And we'll get your questions later, too. And I'm just going to quickly check something over here. So that's going to talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, I got okay, so, uh, <laughs> first question is, where are your arms? <laughs> where are my arms? My arms, well... Just to entice the viewers, so I'm gonna leave it till later on. Yeah, so that's you're true. Gonna have you just have to stay tuned. Have to stay tuned maybe, right? maybe, maybe he'll rip off one sleeve first, <laughs> and then rip off the other, and keep it going. You know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe rip off a wee midriff, and then you know, it's just a wee like one of them tops. Yeah, you make tops, like just pop out. So how's everyone doing? Tomorrow. Doing all right. Doing yeah. quite well. Yeah. Um, now off for Christmas here for two weeks. This is the first thing I'm doing. <laughs> Pretty sweet, yeah. yeah. So, uh, how we start this? Will I start with asking those questions, or? Oh yeah, that that was uh, the qu- uh, the question I hinted at. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Awesome. Sorry, we're just fixing some te- technical difficulties. We should put that on the music again. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, do you like that uh, that music we treat? Um, oh, Thomas B is the nicest guy in LK. Sorry. Aww. Aww. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Ryan. That's a, that's a wee bit of praise that I didn't even give myself. 
He's always been Thomas A to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to ask. Uh, when I listen to like other podcasts, they always have nicknames for their fans. All right. Oh, so like so Pete, Ho- Pete Holmes has uh, <laughs> water or um, you made it weird with Pete Holmes, and they're all called weirdos. Mm-hmm. And then like an armchair expert, they call it armchairies. So what the fuck are fans of our podcast called? I had one in so my mind. What's, what's your own? Because it's like, what are we at? So you yeah. call them the waters? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one of mine, like the water boys. And yeah, the, water 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 boy. <laughs> the other one was, uh, uh, water uh, it's like the the initials are W-A-W-A, so the Wawas. The Wawas? <laughs> I don't know why. I but see, it's great that Aaron's here because he's going to be the one that gets called this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just be my uh, that's number one fan of the podcast. Probably listen to more episodes than I have. <laughs> Probably so. Right? I was going to make up the H two Bros, but that's a wee bit too uh, H two Bros. Sex is for start. Yeah. <laughs> the H two Bros and the H two Hoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, minus sex is You hoes bros. Oh man. Anyway, I know. How's Quinn Jamming Franklin? What? <laughs> oh wait, that's in the chat. <laughs> What's Tua saying? Big bad Tommy boy. How's Quinn Jamming Franklin? What? <laughs> I'm guessing Quinn Jammers. Are they talking amongst themselves? Yeah, I think so. We're just making it confusing when we're trying to talk amongst ourselves. <laughs> oh, so I already have to take this jump. So Ooh. that's pretty good. That's a good question. So what are you what are you thinking then? The Water Boys. The water boys. <laughs> the water boys. We call ourselves the Adam Sandlers. <laughs> the Adam Sanders and the Madam Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Do you not know? The Yats. The Yats? The Yats? Mm. <laughs> what are you at like? What if we mm. call them the Yats? Yats? Mm. That's the, not bad. The, the tangerines. Because all we go on is tangents. Or should we do tangentines? Tangentines. I know. I like wawas. Yeah, I like wawas. Or I think, or you could like every time you say it, you have to say it with like you fucking wawa. Mm. You fucking wawa. <laughs> I'm a fucking wawa. What's yeah, it to you, it, bro? What's it to you? Or should you say it like wawa? <laughs> like a siren. So, let us know in chat. It should. Should we maybe introduce everybody? Is that what you said last one? Probably we didn't anyway. really, we just kind of hammered on, but yeah, we can do it in yeah. introduction. Well, yeah, good idea. Yeah, okay, so I'll go right to left. Introduce yourself. I am Kieran. <laughs> well, the, the, only pers- yeah. the only person here that hasn't been on the podcast yet. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So we're all, we're all, uh, we're all waiting here part, of the fa- part of the family. Kieran is the drummer of Fierce Pit Bosses and mm. the ex-drummer of Hijack Camels. Great band from back in the day. Oh, Represent. <laughs> and then go. You are. Uh, my name is Aaron, and uh, I play bass. Mm-hmm. His nickname is uh, Arms. I I like to party. Yeah. <laughs> Expert on uh, what do you call him? John Connery. Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery. <laughs> you may know him from Sid Podcast as Sean Connery uh, special episode. Or, or very famous <laughs> movies like Zardoz. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm on. Uh, guy from podcast and also from band. Mm-hmm. And there's Thomas, Who's guy from podcast, hijacking camels. <laughs> also, first, band. first and foremost, that's first that, and that's foremost like on your yeah. CV. It, that's, 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 still, that's still on my job on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> C 
CEO. Yeah, it's CEO and chief stripper of uh, Jane Campbell's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm still like base technologist of Denim Roach. <laughs> <laughs> it took the most like, uh, the most interesting sounding name that I could just and be like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound yeah, too bad. People like. will be like, yeah, that's pretty cool. What's that about? Yeah. <laughs> base? Is he in the base fish in the past? He's <laughs> uh, a base fisher? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're here tonight, and so the boys are gonna play some tunes, and then I'm gonna ask them some questions, and about probably music. And we're also just kind of wee tit for tat anyway, and just yeah. chill and chat. It's not well, yeah. Yeah, like I think I said to you before, it's gonna be it's like the opposite of radio. Yeah. <laughs> Where usually radio is loads of tunes and a bit of chatting, this is gonna be loads of chatting and a few tunes. Not kind of the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like because ten minutes of chatting, like. Yeah, a song. And I'll, I'll, <laughs> this will be going out as a podcast episode too, with the audio only. Hopefully, everything goes all right. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to keep that in mind as well, I think. And uh, so yeah, so bring it into the same vein as what we do in the podcast, which is just find a topic and then go completely off from it. Well, and there, then you, there you go. That's how we should start. Yep. What were we all at? recently whoa <laughs> what have we been at oh my god I oh just god. got it I just got it oh my god <laughs> I thought you were going to be like I didn't, uh, I didn't think this would come up oh fuck <laughs> uh, that's why we named the podcast that <laughs> fuck me <laughs> um, that was the sound of a penny dropping yeah <laughs> there's a penny huh? <laughs> um well, I've just been at work. Yeah. And well, we've seen each other recently. Yeah, exactly. I was up here last week for my birthday, so it's kind of funny because I've got nothing new to report then. We had a... Um, oh, happy pop- birthday, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck more about this bit later. <laughs> we, had a, we had an unrecorded podcast where we just... Drunkenly talked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn it, why didn't we record that golden <laughs> material? <laughs> went to the... The pub and bothered other patrons <laughs> like yeah. being really loud. Oh, they definitely Jesus people were giving us their I didn't give a shit Lies though, like but people good. yeah, no we like we, it wasn't like fucking everyone else I think was a wee bit older than us and it's kind of like a kinda of more like mm. nicer to do place and we were just not having that whatsoever, so that made uh, my it birthday all the more special to see people scowling at us. Mm. Trying to have a nice night, people me night watching for Christmas and they're like, I'm gonna go and have a nice night tonight and there's ten boys causing ruckus in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta shake it up, man. Yeah. Um uh, Uncle Ruckus. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man, that must have been good crack then. It was. Should've been there more. I should have been there, right? Oh, last weekend. The best thing is, is that my girlfriend so organized it, so therefore you can't blame me for it. <laughs> <laughs> And are clean. Turn up sensitivity if possible. On the mic? Are we too quiet? On the mic or on our personalities? <laughs> I can start crying. Yeah, like I've been holding a lot of stuff in. <laughs> See, I'm just worried it's going to be uh, really loud then when we start playing. But this has got a limiter on. It should be alright. Yeah. Let me know what that's like. Cool. Um, yeah, it's mic levels are low, so turn sensitivity up. So hopefully, hopefully, let us know if that's okay. That looks better over there, anyway. Does I find it interesting because there's a wee bit of a delay, so I keep yeah. seeing myself in the past. Yeah, but now I can't remember. Cool. I, I can't recognize these people at all. Yeah, but I can't realize is that the real Thomas or am I? It's all in a loop now. Man, don't mm, stop. Times if that's that, no. yeah. 
you're like watching this Thomas to, so that you know what you should do in the future yeah whoa I'm not gonna lie about fucking five, five a couple of minutes ago or a couple of seconds I apparently just did this I don't realize you I could, do all this like you, know? you, could, you could get very drunk doing that so it's like yeah, you yeah. take a drink and it's like wait he took a drink one for me one for me one for you I don't know if this is brevident for the beer's dome, but goddamn! Don't worry. The more drunk we get, we're behind to get them some more golden. I'm hoping just for a kind of. <laughs> I want this to be ambient kind of stuff. Cool. You can do thing. well washing your dishes, doing your laundry, driving your car, driving right. your car, <laughs> <laughs> having a drink, not while driving your car. Um, but no, yeah. So I said what I was at. So it's your turn to cover the bat. Which one's up? Um, yeah, I haven't been out a whole lot. Just been kind of preparing for this, really. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything wild I've been doing recently. But a song written again, thankfully, got into getting the song of that. Oh, it's always good. Dang right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, back on that. Oh, no. I've been, I've been just that's working a, away. That's thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been working away, like work up in Ladder County. Architecting away, just throwing up. Do you need the mic up again? That's right, yeah, because I spotted you one day. I was like, fuck is tomorrow? I know. I want to stop the chat as well, only I think I was for Waterford later on that day. What are you in Waterford for? Ah, just away for a trip. Get away from it all. Fuck off. I'm going to go to like almost the direct opposite of the country diagonally. Yeah, that was before the second lockdown, I think. Yeah, so whenever we were allowed. That's it, like. Um, Good cover. Yeah, just been just been working away. Like uh, like I've said, to everyone. I mean, every day now is just like just a different shade of grey. Just and mm-hmm. then the weekends, just another, and it's just overlapping. It's not the sound depressing, but that's what it's been. It's just been. That's exactly the same for me. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, also I do the split shifts. So I do the early to late. So I get one shorter weekend, the one longer weekend. But it's just like. There's, because there's really nothing much you can do at the wing, and it's just this constant endless drudgery. It feels like I'm marching towards a goal I can never achieve. Yeah. Mm-mm. Which Absolutely. is probably happiness. Sounds like life. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just very, like, yeah, grey is just, it's just an entire sheet of grey. Everything mm. you do is, yeah. it's just mired by this yeah. drudgery. Yeah. And I am, yeah, I, it's monotony, yeah. I am looking forward to Christmas and everything, like, but. Not that. Like there was nothing really to break it up either. There was no real Halloween as in normally. Yeah. Like when yeah. you get the holidays no, no of Halloween, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you know, at least you'd have something to kind of break it up, and you'd be like, oh yes, getting excited now for Christmas. But even at that, it's just been like at one point block. when I moved to Athlone, I think it was like that weekend that the the, the, the next lockdown started. So I ended up spending like five weeks not being home, and I just moved in by myself. Which was actually kind of nice, like it was mm. nice, I got a lot of time to read and stuff, but still like, I kind of noticed it really last week, I was like, Jesus, I actually really miss being home, because it was the first mm. time, because every time I came home, we'd probably seen my family, seen Kelly, maybe being up here, something like that, seen a couple people, it's the first time I've ever been around like that many people, Yeah. a legally okay amount of people, mm. at uh, just cover ourselves, at, at one time, and I was kind of like, Jesus, like, like this is almost what it used to be like, mm. except we're not boogie and I'm vintage sad for it, but like, ah. It broke up the wee bit of grey with maybe a slight shade of off white. Yeah. <laughs> a nice eggshell white. Yeah, beige just Yeah, it's just plain. It was like a digest of not a rich tea biscuit. <laughs> yeah, how does like how does everyone feel now that this year that we've been 
eagerly wanting to end is nearly done. Does it? It doesn't feel like it's going to change very much in no, 2021. Yeah. So it doesn't. It, <laughs> no, you know, like you want it to be some grand gesture. Yeah, but I. But yeah, but I just mean like on that 2021. It's not even. Yeah, yeah. Not, not even. <laughs> it's not going to change. <laughs> it's not even that anything is going to change, but just it's like there's been such a a narrative of like fuck this year, can't yeah. wait till it's done. Yeah. Does it? Do any of you feel different now that we're getting there, or how do you feel about like looking back on the year? Uh I thought the year was kind of cool. It was it, it was interesting. I remember I remember I remember chatting to my parents about it because I think my dad said to it before he was chatting about like should they because of how old they are because like nine fifty nine fifty nine he's like so Al and I have lived through two recessions the entire thirty years of the troubles and the global pandemic he's like I'm doing pretty well anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> like oh. yeah, I was like a, ah well I only got one recession and one pandemic into my mouth you know who yeah. knows what I'll get like you know well, a lot of battle scars in the <laughs> yeah yeah but but fucking weird seeing it because that's an older generation's kind of view of it but yeah that's it like the I don't know I suppose nobody's had a really good run of it like the yeah. last couple of years but then again we're not it's not like we're living through world wars or anything like that there either like. there hasn't been there was a shortage of toilet roll like there wasn't a shortage of food yeah that's that's the one thing I'll say like I find funny is because when we're coming in the second lockdown like nobody rushed to buy toilet roll in you know after the first one everyone's probably still like, using the one from the first lockdown <laughs> 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 throw the toilet roll <laughs> yeah like fucking it's like <laughs> lockdown well I know what I'll be doing shitting yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be in the house working from home I can take iron on shit breaks all I want you know everything's shutting down not shitting down ah <laughs> uh, if you have a cat <laughs> <laughs> yeah um fucking back in it, I don't know like it's just felt like a big block of time just it's weird yeah uh, the, like all classification of the year is kind of gone like the months just feel like months and not like yes. actual classifications of like that's yeah, this September, happened this month this happened this month there's enough way to weave a like summer hmm. which was nice and i was whatever like and to be honest we yeah. could have done maybe with, well, i don't know if we could have done with another couple of weeks of lockdown just to make it because the cases were so low or whatever but still I was happy that there was a bit of summer, like, because, yeah, there was you know, yourself, like, we got to see. But, like, I'll admit, I'm a wee bit jealous looking at, like, so my brother's in Australia in Sydney, mm. and they're, uh, they're, like, almost pretty much back to normal, and then if you take New Zealand, so New Zealand has a population of only, like, 500,000 less than us, and they're completely back to normal, like, yeah. they're, they're having fifth stadiums with 10,000 people. They were really smart about that. Yeah, they fucking, they owned it, like, yeah. they just were like, yep, yeah, we're gonna do this right, yeah. yeah. Apparently mm-hmm. that's the standard now that Ireland are trying to take. I don't know if they're that much. That's what I heard anyway. It's just like zero case if they can. But sure, when you've like two countries basically on the one island. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Particularly why up here is probably so bad. Like Athlone and down in the country is usually left fine. I will admit though, yeah. there's a lot more people definitely always wearing masks than up here. I've seen a lot more people not wearing masks up here in comparison. I haven't seen that here. many. I, I walked. I walked. I walked into a shop once in here here and it was seven people without masks I swear to you, I've actually seen people in Athlone when he walked in and he went put on your mask or get out it was actually yeah. the difference right. of actually seeing of people actually enforcing it and I've never yeah. seen anyone enforce it that's up here that's like uh, <laughs> down in Galway 
was there during the summer when I did shop and didn't have a mask and there's a person there being like do you have a mask yeah like they're actually at the door being like almost like yeah. a security even but I, like, I, didn't, I didn't have mine with me because I didn't know I was going to shop but they just like gave you one then or like just pay for it at the counter oh. so, come to think like, of it I was in Curry's I was yeah. in Curry's there today and there was a family and no mask yeah exactly that's the difference yeah they just need mm. to have someone there even if they just have yeah. someone like I don't know why everyone's not doing that like yeah you could even just have like a wee fucking. You just have masks sit there and be like, you know, a mask, just take one. And yeah. Yeah. I did it one day by mistake and didn't realize till I left the shop. Like a yeah. minute later, yeah. but I didn't wear a mask. But like the difference is like a mistake. No one's saying like a full, like a full yeah. family going in means that the full family's probably completely disregarding it. Whereas like, because yeah. like the woman, yeah. whenever I seen it, they were like, someone's like, put on your mask. She was kind of like, oh, and then she actually had one on her. Yeah. And that was the difference of like, she had actually planned. Stands. It was just, yeah, it's yeah. okay to make a mistake. It's a difference yeah. of like going out your way. That mum spends a lot of time on Facebook. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that thing actually? Uh, somebody put around leaflets that looked like HSE leaflets around Dublin, and they're anti-vaccination. But they made them look like HSE leaflets no and gave way. them to give right. to spread misinformation. No but then gave way. them make them look like HSE leaflets so that people would believe it. Jesus, how much effort? Just how much yeah, effort do you have to put in to that? that? Shit, tell us right tell us everyone how much effort <laughs> do you have to put in <laughs> well, we have a lot of time yeah so yeah you have a lot of time to think about yeah. like plans get made yeah. i did find it funny we did like a virtual christmas party at work mm. we couldn't get together and like people were saying like i, f- I didn't say anything but i did feel like saying something because like there's a lot of like there's a lot of higher upstairs so i can't really say stuff like i'm a yeah. contractor they're saying stuff like you know spent more time with my family got to spend more time with my loved ones you know spend more time in the house my family and i just felt like being like i was a complete fucking opposite <laughs> 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 being like laddie dad that's nice for you i spent yeah. more time alone this year than ever <laughs> yeah. But, yeah that's all yeah. yeah that's kind of shit yeah yeah ah, it, was, it was good and bad in some ways i got a lot more done on personal growth i just got a lot less done Everything else. And everything else. Yeah. Find that, yeah. And if you listen back to the podcast, sorry to interrupt, if you listen back to the podcast, you'll hear all of my problems throughout the year. Yeah. And <laughs> there's, there's a, there's there's a, a, we had like a compilation. Yeah, just it's just like, there. fuck this guy, Here's fuck work like, <laughs> And roll the tape. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like me in various stages of drunkenness complaining about my job, my living situation, yeah. or my mental health. Well, well, there's a good thing that happened. We did the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Mm. Yeah, it was big, like we were we were chatting about doing that like last year, and then the this was kind of the finally the impetus to be like let's do this. Yeah, you were a lot more of the element. You owned a lot more of one pushing for it, and then I suppose not that I was resisting. I was like, yeah, I kind of do it, but just kind of lazy about it. And I was like, yeah, I might as well. I'm not really doing anything else or not. Mm. It, it, just, has it, just, a, it has been a highlight of my year because it gives me something yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, like definitely oh. that's part of it. But even just yeah. I think like like the those chats between me and you, I think became really valuable. Mm. When you don't see people a while out and stuff, and it's like yeah, it removes away the isolation and loneliness. Yeah. Plus, I think I was chatting about this the other night, where it's like I consider myself lucky. A lot of my friends I can open up and talk to, which is actually quite probably rare for an awful lot of men. Which I which I just find kind of weird mm. because yeah. I am so used to being able to do it. Yeah. That kind of a way that it creates a it's a different dynamic, but it's yeah. kind of weird to think about. There's actually an awful lot of people that don't have that dynamic yeah. where they don't yeah. have a friend that they can oh. talk to. They don't. Yeah. Particularly, yeah. it's like yeah, like some people too. don't, but particularly as a man, it's a lot more to be yeah. like sensitive or. Um, Yes, turning up our sensitivity here. Yeah. <laughs> ah, gotcha! <laughs> Get that crack that dial. Yeah, but it's interesting to have that dynamic and then realise that there's people that don't. Mm. Mm. That's what I do wonder, yeah. 
blessed myself like with good mates like even on discord or whatever like what's good, going on here good bunch of mates and i mean i'd say we've become closer now because of because you have to, and everything youtube and is not receiving night, enough video mm. but also because you have to make the effort more it's a lot more like because you know i'm always going to be coming home or something or you're always going to probably go out for a drinking session mm. but it's a wee bit more of an effort to actually have to be like go and sit and talk to somebody on someone almost yeah if you know what i mean like you, you have to make the effort on it otherwise you can be lonely guys again mic level's too low we can can you put it more center please what if we put it like is that too yeah I don't know if that's reaching me our lead master's a rat fucking Ryan Quinn is the best comment of the night so far anyway <laughs> he says mic level's too low uh, I don't know how because over here we're like up at the thing so I don't know is your computer turned off <laughs> uh, Ryan, have you tried uh, turning it off and on? Can we get a, a haul off from Tua as well to see if they still think it's too low? Oh, sorry. See, as soon as we start playing, we're going to be fucking really loud. Definitely, yes. Plus, sorry, I said that wrong. Can we get a holla? Can we get a oh yeah? <laughs> 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 always the way of these live streams, always technical stuff gets in the way of sure. Cut that out anyway for the yeah, podcast. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, what does this now, error mean? YouTube is not receiving so enough video. Stream status poor. Enough video. Enough Down video. There, How so can you not receive uh, enough video? That's the connection for some well, reason. We got a grand here. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah. We were watching Rob's uh, masterpiece again last night. Man, mm, what, so what? good. Hey. The, um, the sand, uh, can I? What 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 does he started off with again? He's spreading the positive positive message. That's the one. Mm. You know, spreading the positive message. Want to spread the positive message? No, I don't know. And this. then it kind of goes. I will stick it on later. On. Need to do more video. I don't know. It's all video. It's video all the way down. If we just if we like shake our hands, is that like <laughs> full up the video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every corner, good. Oh, oh, it went away. <laughs> More video. <laughs> right. It seemed to work. How did that zoom to work for internet words? <laughs> I think it seemed to. Don't know, man. I don't know how to fix that for you. Words internet zoom to work for too? Meet at later bar night or day sometime. sometime. <laughs> Do good. Uh, wasn't that, that was ad lib by Dennis. Yeah. Well, it was ad lib to fucking. <laughs> Sorry. Edit this out. Yeah. Oh wait, this is live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you see, it's still it's still coming up on that there. So was that what's actually coming out? Ooh. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just. I think it might be. It might be to do with our upload speeds on the internet or something. Mm. I think it's to do with the internet. Yeah. 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 Well, as long as it's still... But see, look, look I'm looking at this green bar. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, this is cranked now anyway, so... Live with it. Lean, <laughs> lean closer if you're having Put on headphones, turn them up, turn the bass up, get that lovely sexy voice. Oh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My darling. See the green light on that there? Is that something? Of a... Yeah, that, that's a green light. That's though. just the... That's just saying that it's streaming, I think. Yeah, well, we'll keep an eye on that too. Factory reset the hub. Right. What? Um, <laughs> so, now, what were we talking about? 
We're chatting about 2020 and what did we think of it? Oh yes, the socio-economic Is it still 2020? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, find still it, happening. I find it really weird when all of the lockdown uh, stuff was coming out and that and how just time went really slowly like the week after. It's just mad the perception of time, like. And I actually do remember because I think I always remember this. I thought I like the first speech, okay. the one with Bradker. I thought that was like, I was like, ooh, this is like something in a movie. It's like, yeah. Ooh, then they're gonna night sky is gonna fucking the day, like, the daytime sky is gonna turn pitch black at some point or something. Right? <laughs> I, I like, I thought that. I thought that. To say it, um, I thought like that, and then I checked the Facebook message, and everybody was on about it. And then you chimed in. You were just like, I didn't tune in at all. <laughs> I think we were sitting watching uh, Mary Wallopers (laughs) stream instead (laughs) sitting here I was doing the same because I I was watching it I was watching it but I was like you see lots of like this is like something you'd see in like a movie at like the start like a montage and then it finishes like that speech and it like zooms out and there's like people writing and it's like a TV in a shop and there's like people writing like taking it over it's a reeling in the years moment (laughs) (laughs) that's what he's preparing for it's like 40 years time like can't wait for this to be on yeah. Yeah. some Irish trap or whatever in the background and then it just comes yeah, yeah. in the frag car just like it's time to time to batter up the <laughs> batter up the doors get some way. ambient uh, drink porn sounds here yeah well, there you go mm. <laughs> hit the spot tantalising right beside you you need to recombobulate the flux capacitor alright oh. Sham. three to five minutes for reconnection there is no fucking passenger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked the whole thing up. Got a pen bobbing in the back. Sure. Okay. Will we play a tune to see what that sounds like now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, yeah, we'll play, yeah. <laughs> Take it away. And a one. And I don't know two. if we should just... Should we, like, uh... Should I change this again? Or just let... Because there's a limiter on it so it'll, like, compress everything. So it might sound well, alright. See, well, we'll, so we'll just say the boys are going to play a song. So let us know how this sounds. Yeah, what we play, right boys? Should we play um, the one that's going to be live? Uh, on a couple of, couple of days? Yeah. Time. Tuesday, is it? That that Monday shows? or Tuesday? I think it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, we recorded... Um, a video there uh, when was that now? a couple weeks two weekends ago two weekends ago yeah and it'll be live streamed on Facebook YouTube uh, I don't know I think it might be Facebook I, sh- it's, I shared it anyway on the band page but it's returning like that we played the last two years and they're doing a live stream this year and gladly happily we got to play or record again mm-hmm. be part of it so we'll do this song the song that we're, that's going to be uh, played at that and, yeah. and uh, <laughs> let us know what this sounds like now because it, it might sound really weird with this, these new mic sounds which are or you might go like oh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> see it's, it's going to compress it but that might it might actually just make it sound alright so I don't okay. know how's the sound go again? Called until then.
Say so, you've got a couple. Uh, it's all good now. Think music is grand. You've been requested to do an Kelly bump and grind cover, which oh. um, I'm sure you know. <laughs> and a uh, bit more attitude now that it's clipping a bit. Yeah, clipping a bit, but from two. So it, was it, it shouldn't have been clipping though because there's a limiter on this. Maybe I'll uh, I'll switch this to auto level for a minute. We are excellent connection now, and that happened during the middle of the music. That's because so we had an extra uh, video. Power of music is. Ah, that's the extra video! Was that alright for everyone? Tua said. Was that good for you? <laughs> Tua said it's clipping. Did anyone else get clipping? Never. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Yeah. I really enjoyed that anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. I enjoyed it too. Just want to say about Bump and Grind by R. Kelly. I always find it interesting. Well, you know that. Take it away. That, 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 <laughs> that, that song is, I don't see nothing wrong with a little bit of Bump and Grind. And then the, ver then the, yeah, the verse is, and I'm so confused. And is he confused <laughs> by the age of the girl? Like, that's what I want to know. <laughs> like, you know looking back. I'm so confused. Looking, I thought you wanted me to piss possible, on you. Yeah, exactly. Like, plausible back, deniability. Look, he, has, he has a song called Age is Just a Number. There's no plausible deniability in that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like, how did it take so long? <laughs> we got some fucking audio files Ryan now and yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, kinda, Rob. Only clipping is good. Hard way. It's like. Alright, well, it's on auto level now, so it should be. It should turn things down when Wait we second. start playing. That's Rob. I thought it was two. <laughs> oh God, you've, you've broken the illusion. Kiss from a rose. <laughs> kiss from a rose. I'll kiss your rose. Um, <laughs> I believe the uh, no. I believe the boys are going to be playing uh, All Star by Splash Mouth. Oh God! <laughs> hey. hey, forget about it. It's a fugazi. It's a fugazi. Yeah, no. forget about it. <laughs> fugazi, fugazi. Right. Right. So. All right. Good night. <laughs> uh, thank you for being here at the first. Let's <laughs> um, start another wee tangent, sure. Right. So this weather we've been having. Oh, jeez, it's been so warm. <laughs> Unseasonable uh, dry spell. Mm. I hear we're in for a cold February. Uh. <laughs> I hear there's a lot of clipping on the horizon. <laughs> Low blow, Owen. Like, come on, we're yeah. just trying to have a good time here. <laughs> Bring back, back the clip. clip. <laughs> you get a fucking clip. Clip around the ear. <laughs> I don't know, it reminds me. Did you see that there thing about the rap music video being filmed in Donegal? Which one? Yeah, and, and the guys got that was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard yeah. about that. It was, out, it was outside a shop, and they all had one of the similar, like, airsoft rifles and stuff. But they also did, didn't tell the people in the shop, and they filmed around the side, and then, the guy, like, three or four guard guards showed up. If the guards show up, it's perfect. Like. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. That's the, the, the end, end shot. Yeah, yeah, that's the end shot. The thing is, like, they showed up, and they had, like, is that, but I was just kind of like, who is you doing a rap video and all, but, like, come on, like, we don't we don't have that stuff in Donegal. Like, we was like, you know, if you maybe show the man making a car bomb, and be like, all right, yeah, baby. <laughs> 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 but none of that. Yeah. Um, a hard, hard man, mate. Mm. No, well, it could be. There's what? It could be. Could be kneecap. There'd be the only one that I really think of. There'd be. Could be. Uh, 
It's probably just some young ones. Yeah. Uh, Cool. It was actually just young lads shouting, yes. shouting at people. Who are, uh, it's probably crack pipe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, crack yeah, pipe. Yeah, crack yeah, pipe. Yeah. Wait, there's actually a guy called Crack Pipe. There's a yeah, we're yeah, a band. band. That is actually yeah. a class name. C R A I C. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, it's Crack Pipe. It's probably them. Yeah. <laughs> we're playing with them in February. Uh, come see us. Hopefully, if everything goes, if everything's alive and stuff. That's true, yeah, hopefully, they have. Nice. She's have some good old crack in the pipeline then. Yeah. Why is that a joke? I didn't get it, but I could tell from your inflection that it was supposed to be funny, so... <laughs> <laughs> I laughed in response. <laughs> I'm actually just nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell he thinks it's funny, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, like and subscribe. Yeah. Hey, bro. Oh yeah, so you can find these guys on uh, Bebo and MySpace. That'd be your main haunts. That's the main yeah. And uh, actually, if you want Lately, to contact them through MSN, is the most likely way. I yeah. said I update yeah. my Bebo blog hourly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, check out the Tumblr. live journal. Anyone? <laughs> check out the Tumblr, and I believe. Oh, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> um, Telegram is where I send out a lot of my, you, my you ideas. You can catch us on the wire. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Uh, I'm thinking about MSN. My, my favorite medium time. is smoke yeah. signals and. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes just shouting down caves. Just, shouting. <laughs> just hello, hello, hello. <laughs> yelling into the void. Anyone? <laughs> you're uh, you're being requested for those guns again, Moral. Getting the guns. Yeah, me- there was a quest from uh, Megan and Ryan to get the forearms. Get the forearms. Forearms, the holy forearms. No, they actually said uh, four skins out. And two arms of that <laughs> There's four of us if we take our, our tops off with the four skins. That's a, that's a uh, Parks and Rec joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright guys, I've given in. To the fans. There's two arms, I know. Just, keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a hand more there. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Quick, take I fucking I did that the other day at work. So you know, like we have a change room. Obviously, like you know, you put on your fucking safety shoes. You put on your lab coat. No, take it off a jumper, and just fucking uh, pure whipped it uh, off. I want to point out that, that I only work with like two other men and about fifteen women, and I sit in a locker room with That's about baby. like you know, about ten women, and I just whipped off my top, and then I whipped off my t-shirt accidentally, and just kind of put it together. Like, what am I doing here? Hmm? What's this? That's oh, quite yeah, curious. Oh, that's quite curious. Sexual harassment was going. Jeez, we're representing everyone. I was actually really embarrassed. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, the fucking accident. I was like, oh. Here. Here. Uh, we're yeah. just saying we're, we're representing all the Irish bands. He's got a Banya t-shirt and a Bicurious jumper and I'm wearing That's a tree t-shirt. Shout out Bicurious. And then all Shout I have Banya. is, uh, I don't know, I'm going to guess this is Benson and Hedges. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh, a Benny B- Hill. BBH at it. Benny Hill. Big fan of Benny Hill. Wasn't there, didn't someone come up with a really funny name for that? The only thing I can remember is Damien said Burkhorse. 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 I know somebody came up with something better, but I was too drunk to remember. Of course. Now apply the oil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're gonna have to. to Don't worry, those guns are well maintained. You don't need to. We're gonna have to uh, tune back into the OnlyFans stream after this stream. (laughs) It's actually only man's. Only (laughs) man's. Oh Christ! It's, uh, exclusively homoerotic stream. Yeah, damn right. We've done our tune for the crack. We'll Thomas, do another tune. Yeah, why not? Plenty of them. Let's try. Well. Let's see what 
what happens. Let, me, let us know how this one goes. We'll get it right eventually. What do you want to play, boys? What word that? <laughs> I don't mind. Um, enemies? Enemies, yeah, why not? I'm gonna get lyrics, because last time I started forgetting stuff. Right, let us know how, how, uh, how it sounds this time. Only fams. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Promises we'd still be friends, but I'm not sure we ever made amends. Instead, we put distance as our defense. I didn't want to have to comprehend. Only we could be. of the band name. Oh! Ah, it is ah, perfect! That's ah, <laughs> uh, the origin of the Fierce Pit Boys, Fierce Pit, Fierce. Fierce Pit Bosses band name. I know already, but I think it's a fantastic story, so if you just want to take it away. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is that before we'd even, I think, had a practice, or... Mm. I don't even know if Kieran Were you in the... Was Kieran in the band? <laughs> there were talks... Yeah, but it I was think there were talks, and it was always like a. Yeah, yeah, we'll always kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you were on about like having Kieran 
drum yeah. and we had this idea of, like formed the band ever since like we were in human yeah. science together like yeah band back in the day and it was basically you know, it was, i think it started first like because i just started playing and doing my own songs and everything because i was sick of not having a band and not playing music mm-hmm. and then i think you were like oh we should actually yeah do this and then it was always up um, for so it was, I think it was mainly it was basically me and you still at this stage, mm-hmm. and then we went to see Enemies for we their last ever gig. We did. No, we had already seen them at the start of the year, and well, yeah, was that's right, wasn't it? And we, no, uh, um, Bellows Bar. Oh, it was Bellows Bar. Yeah, that was like their that was like their first that was their first gig in like a, a long time in mm-hmm. Ireland or something, like. Yeah, and like loads of year, many years, and then it was like a limited capacity, two hundred capacity gig. Oh, sweet thing! Yeah, it was really, <laughs> was really, really good. Because we got the we got to meet. Who was it? Owen as well. So yeah, that was really cool. And uh, yeah, so we went to that at like January at the start of the year. Then we mm-hmm. saw them at Knock and Stocking, and then that was awesome. Then they announced their last ever gig in the Grand. Where was it? Figure Street. Figure Street. Think it was yeah. Figure Street. Uh, the last ever gig and I think we'd kind of I think you might have floated the idea before the caller as Fierce Pit Bosses I just threw it out there yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure because <laughs> that was your favourite uh, enemy song that's another story as yeah. well like and then uh, yeah that gig then we were pretty hammered and just like kept we were like we asked all of them individually it's like we're starting a band do you think we could call Fierce Pit Bosses they were like yeah do it yeah and I remember like the next Such day drama. or maybe like a day or two after being like I guess we're caught first the buses now yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you can't really, you can't, really go, you can't really go back <laughs> it's like once you've asked all the bands like let's not choose that band that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's it <laughs> but I really like that name too because it was like for a few reasons it was like they were ending and it was kind of like are we uh, tribute to them in a way? It's like we're mm. starting it's like and, and also I'm a huge fan of Irish music in general as we're wearing Without coordinating, by the way, yeah, wearing like was, Irish music. Yeah, I feel like a dickhead. Right <laughs> Irish, Irish band uh, T-shirts. So it's yeah. kind of like fencing and hedges. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good Irish cigarette. Uh, but yeah, it kind of felt like contributing to that and continue that uh, heritage of Irish music to calling ourselves Fierce Pit Bosses. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, we, and that gig we found out where they got the name from too, didn't mm-hmm. we? We did, surely. Yeah, one told us. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. Not this Owen. No. No, there's no, there's another, another one. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That, but I mean, we spoke yeah, There's another one <laughs> in, uh, enemies. in Enemies. Yeah, it's about to call them Fierce Pit Bosses. Like, no, that's for song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, um, they they were playing in America and uh, someone, they were playing a gig and someone randomly said, it's, or it's like, are oh, we going to Enemies gig tonight? And he was like, oh, that's them, Fierce Pit Bosses. And they were just like, that sounds cool. And then they wrote a song. Mm. Was that it? Something like that. Yeah. They just threw it on a wee jam yeah. that they played. Yeah. yeah. They just like, it was just like a random thing someone said and they were like, that sounds cool. We'll just stick that on. Yeah, it's a really yeah. cool story behind the name of the song. But yeah. That's a really cool story around the name of the, the, the name of your band. Because yeah. you've, you've met all of them individually at the last gig. Because yeah. that was your band starting and their band ending. Yeah. So mm-hmm. as you say, it's a tribute. Kind of felt nice, yeah. to them. It's kind of like a, it's like a real good meaning behind yeah. the the name. What's well, too? And as well, I I remember after our first few gigs, people would be like, "Oh, I was looking up online, I couldn't find anything, but that uh, I heard that song by Enemies. It's really good." Oh. And that kind of felt like 
like I was like, that's cool. Like yeah, if we're driving more people yeah. to listen to enemies, then that's that's, that's fine by me too. Because like that's the other thing. Like enemies are genuinely one of my favorite bands of yeah, all time. Like I only started <laughs> like, listening to them because of you. Yeah. You were the one that showed me them after like, they'd already broken up. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like I love them so much. So like it. it Obviously, I'm okay with any affiliation to them. Like, mm. <laughs> but then, of course, then that last song, and then yeah, to really confuse things, I wrote a song called "Enemies." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck with the Spotify yeah. algorithm, yeah. just <laughs> just even just if if the odd per- even if it's just like the opposite way around, so people find enemies by looking for us, and then people might look up like Fierce Bosses enemies, and then, find, and then find us and be like, "What the fuck is this? Is yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is a cover." I guess Spotify's like, doing it the wrong way around. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna just think it's a cover? But the, yeah, it wouldn't make sense because it'd just be yeah, yeah it'd, it'd be the same be, band name and same yeah. just flip yeah, yeah just the wrong way around. So yeah, if you were looking, but if you were looking for but uh, like if you seen the thumbnail and because there is a live version mm-hmm. on YouTube and it just says like Fierce Bosses Enemies or something yeah, but there's like a I'm the picture in the thumbnail or something. So you'd be like, that's not the band. Yeah, is so it, what's uh, going on? Yeah, here? but then you might just be like, is that just like a weird thing? To, is that just the picture the band chose for the song yeah. or something? You know what I mean? Do you have to click into it? Yeah, but um. Yeah. See, I always thought that was a really nice story behind the band name because that's kind of where it came from. And yeah. as you said, he's trying to start a band and you got Kieran in to be the drummer then. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, uh, I would have been peripherally around at that point because he would have yeah. been in Sprackburn, I think. Yeah. And That would have been when where I showed you them, I think. I yeah. remember like sitting in, sitting in your. Uh, after sitting the pub or something, being like, your man, Jack. Yeah, check these guys which is actually the same sitting room where me and Owen became really good friends then because yeah. we found out we like the same type of music maybe we became really good friends yeah exactly because then we started a podcast in a tent in uh, <laughs> in a tent in Swell on Arnmore yeah on <laughs> Arnmore that's we, we really hit it off and then we well we really hit it off at the play park yeah but um, and then they met Kieran Kirsk and I know so two boys would have played in Cuban Science back in the day and then mm-hmm. we would play Giant Camels yeah. but then I've known Kieran since we were about like what, 13, 14 mm-hmm. and then you've probably known yourselves I think you're about the yeah. same length of time where we were longer and then, well, uh, and, uh, we've been college. Yeah. College yeah. for us. Um, when was that? I think it was first year. You were in second year. Yeah. Mm. That sounds great. Right. in science. And, I would have been um, 18, I think. Yeah. And you randomly just walked in. Here, or Chris, met m- I met Chris and he invited me up to the flat to see your microcarg. <laughs> <laughs> what an introduction. I was very, I was very disappointed that it wasn't his penis. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my God. But then that's kind of how it all came about. Yeah. And kind of molded together because of that, mm-hmm. yeah. What was that like? Yeah. And me and Kieran went, went to the tech in Derry together. Mm-hmm. Well, not together, but at the same time. Same time. But I also know that then, because uh, mm-hmm. I also know at that time Kieran was looking to get back into band as well, because we would have been, you would have been out of the band for a couple of years then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But still playing away. Well, Kieran plays drums, you also plays guitar, and like, you know, these are all. Yeah, you would have been playing in the mm-hmm. tech at that time too. Yeah. Were you, were you playing with uh, Michael? Michael, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Fucking, um... I remember his name. Yes. <laughs> Hope he's not watching. He's probably not watching. <laughs> but, um, because I know Kieran... Uh, just a, a, one of our viewers just dro- dropped there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I know yeah, at the time Kieran was looking to be in a band as well. Obviously, it's like a drummer. Did you play with Kerry? Kerry? Yeah, I played with Kerry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So it kind of worked out perfect, kind of at the timing, because yeah. you know that you were looking for a band, you were looking for people as well to be kind of probably like more serious than band, more than what we were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so it all kind of came together well mm. in that sense, because these were all looking to be actually go and make a band. Yeah, no, serious it was, yeah. about it. It was really great, yeah, because uh, 
Like the main, I like the main reason I asked Kieran was because I knew he was into like brand new. Brand new <laughs> like, yeah, it was the like the, like, the common ground. Who showed Kieran brand new? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not gonna lie, if he met me as a teenager and he asked me about music, he'd be like, "Did you ever hear the band Brand New?" And I'd be like, "Listen to this and fucking entire discography and just whole fucking hog the whole ax chord for a night." No, get away! It's a devil and God. You listen to the whole album. <laughs> but yeah, well, like. Brand new was definitely a factor, but it was just that music in general. I was like, mm. he's gonna, he, he'll get it. Yeah, if he yeah. likes that type of music, he's gonna like the type of music I want to play. And then, yeah. yeah, so that was like the main, that was the criteria I was interested in. I wanted someone that would know what I was trying to do. Mm. And then just turned out he was fucking class. Yeah, <laughs> that well, yeah. Yeah, because I remember after one of your first practices, because I remember chatting to you about it, and you were saying it was class because you would like have the songs in your head and you're playing them. And then you would have actually probably played tomorrow then beforehand and you just know each other. and playing and then you were like but Kieran like you know he gets man it's like I'm playing something and he plays the drum down to it and he's like he gets what I'm kind of yeah. going for with it because I can't remember what song it was but you're like there's a stop and it's a break Swallow was one of the ones the first song yeah because it was like I was like oh, if there can be a wee like roll in there and I remember you being like oh, that's cool like hard and then I got two like two more times around you nailed it and I was yeah. like it just felt class and I was like ah oh, this is all coming together yeah, yeah that's exactly what you said to me because you told yeah. me about the rolls I remember that because you were like you wanted to we roll in the middle of the, whatever it was and then mm. Kieran got it yeah I could just hear these fills in my head and then it was just like and then Kieran filled that in <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh. it's magical magical stuff mm. yeah, that's pretty good a real moment <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah. yeah, it just clicked together really yeah. well. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, I would always, like, forget how long we were, the band was together, too. I'd have to, like, rem- be like... Because it felt, like, longer, I think, for the progress we made. Mm. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, we only, like... There's kind of a lot of time. We weren't even together a year but before we recorded DP, were we? Nah. <laughs> nah, it was, <laughs> it was like, Yeah, it was, like, yeah. so fast. So then when you look back, you're like, hang on, that was, like, immediately. <laughs> we were yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. get this shit done. Like, but you <laughs> were, were practicing all the time. You said, like, yeah. once a week, in, yeah, like, week. at least in Kieran's garage. You, you, were also write, you were also all writing music at the same time as well and then coming together and doing it. That's sort of in the class. Yeah. And then also, I suppose we should give a shout-out to Tua, which is Rob, for yeah. recording oh, of the Rob, EP. Yeah. Oh. That's yes. why. That's why he's. Uh, that's why he's listening. Rob, he's he's gonna piss off. Now. He's trying to like. Uh, <laughs> he's not I'm even here. He's still done. trying to get yeah. get the mics just right. First. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah. turn it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good man, Rob. Yeah, good man, Rob. Pro- producing from from a distance. Yeah, fucking. He'll be up down two seconds. Fuck sick, Jesus Christ, but. Oh, like fucking load of gear and talk now, fucking now, that's right. But speaking of live streams, uh, check out to his Facebook for uh, Rob's like live mixing. Yeah. Uh, is it every Wednesday? I think so, yeah. And I think as well, I believe, uh, also featuring Rob as well, or in Rob's well, uh, Launch Machine have a new yeah. video out for. Mountains and grooves. grooves. Mountains and grooves. Yeah. Yeah. I could only think grooves there, and I was like, I know that's not the whole. <laughs> that's why. Because we're just grooving right now, guys. That's all I can think of. You, you're, you're that's the groove two and launch machine. Yeah, is it two and launch machine? Yeah. Alright, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really cool video as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, people do check that out because I checked that out, but I could only remember grooves. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I play drums and that's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look oh, at me, I'm so cheered, I'm so in many bands. Oh, we what fun fucking bands. We can increase my bosses on the credits as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just want a podcast there, do we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
start my own podcast. Yeah, start my own podcast. Let's fucking sit in front of a computer by myself. Yeah, it's <laughs> just everyone's while talking. Yeah. Pure Alex Jones spec. Yeah. And another thing, <laughs> <laughs> the lizard people are <laughs> controlling the world now. <laughs> They're making the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, excellent day. Pretty good crack. Yeah. Mm. Oh. So yeah, that, that flowed pretty well. I heard actually he's playing the song in the toilet, and I was like, I get done for the sense of Definitely. I mean, so, so that's pretty good. So now that Owen's away, like, he's, this is the time he spits about him. <laughs> 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 Do you know what it's like working with that guy? <laughs> My <laughs> God, I've had it up to here. <laughs> I'm this close. Oh. This close to leaving. Uh, no, um. Definitely not. That would be kind of interesting. Yeah, of course that. Yeah. Of course that again. It wouldn't be talking to him like once every couple of weeks on a podcast. <laughs> I mean weekly. Weekly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then you would have got playing together on the band. It was kind of interesting. So you probably would have never played together apart from probably being in the band. Mm, no, we never. Yeah. No, I remember first the first time I seen you and it was you when hijacking camels at the IMAs. I'm oh my god, sure. the, the Irish Youth Music yeah. Awards for anyone. Oh my god, that and there was like a concert in the. Um, was it in the RCC? RCC? Yeah. As well. And um, them two times, I remember seeing both years. I remember you definitely. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, like no offense to everyone else from my Jack and Gamble's, but everyone always remembers me. Yeah. <laughs> Just. So Which is really funny because I contributed the least in music but the most to the show. Yeah. <laughs> you're like uh, oh, no, fucking man. your boy from Happy Mondays. What's uh, his name? Oh god, what's Bez? his name? Bez, Bez, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the essence of the band. I mean, we're all good performers yeah, yeah. but you definitely took the fucking thing and ran with it. Like, there was something about being on stage, man, that I still always take. Like, I find it interesting because you see if you're like in a classroom or lecture scenario, I, I really don't like asking questions or I feel really nervous about that. Up. Like, but if I'm on stage, there's something about the fact that I feel like that I know that I'm on stage, on. that I know I'm no, but it's because I know I'm supposed to be there, so mm. I know that it's like okay for me to be there. It's like there's a <laughs> relaxing thing about it. It's like because remember doing mm. presentations, it's like you're going up there to talk. It's like that's what you're supposed to do. So think about that. Yeah. But when I was on stage with the band, it's the fucking run off stage and like take me up. I remember being the the gig that we played in Seton in college. To get into Blah Blah Festival, which is how we ended up playing in Norway. Right. I went straight down into my boxers and I ran into the crowd and I was like throwing people and running around and I ran around this guy and turned around to my fucking English teacher and I was sitting there in just my boxers. Yeah. Like I, I literally I took I took my fucking I like went on stage and I like just stripped <laughs> and I like took I like took I like went on stage fully clothed and like right away, took off my shoes, took off my trousers, put my shoes back on and then just ran off stage because what we always did was for at least like a song or two a set, I would just not play yeah. for just one song. Just, and that entire point of that song <laughs> was to me to go into the crowd. Because I even remember like partying in the parking and stuff, I'd grab people and I'd throw them. Like the amount of times I got punched in like the head and punched in the back, because a lot of people would be like, no, fuck off and like punch yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And then all I'd do was turn around and just grab them and throw them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I took that there as more of a, a sign of, all right, then come on, because it's like yeah. fucking... Somebody starts to fight with me down here, that's just yeah. going to make the show a lot better. It's like, mm. you engage with me, therefore... I will engage with you. And yeah. I remember doing that, and like fucking running around. It's like, I remember being in class on like that Monday or something, and he was like... Oh, yeah, because my English teacher was pure sign, fucking James Gordon, Sparky, absolute legend. He was like... An interesting show there on whatever day was. It's like he's just ripping a piss out of me. Like I was just like fucking taking it. Like 
That's just I was like kind of like more like that's just what I do, man. That's just what I do. <laughs> I also remember there was, me, baby. there was one time at uh, Wheelands in mm. Dublin, and we had some kind of technical difficulties, and we got started like twenty minutes late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was sitting there, and I stood on stage chatting shite for about twenty minutes. And the way it worked out was I ended up chatting to these like four or five girls like, <laughs> up front. And then obviously because of what I just said, how I played, so I was chatting to them, and I got the whole crowd going and everything like that, and like chatting away. These girls were loving it. Show starts, take off my clothes, down to my boxers or whatever, and they just left. (laughs) (laughs) Instantly, like, there was four or five of them off the front, and they were like, you know, I was like, you know, I I felt like I was doing pretty good banter with the crowd, you know, I was like, come on, give me a hey, give me a ho, like, like, oh, this kind of shit. (laughs) Gang starts, they just left, and I remember afterwards they wouldn't talk to me at all, and I was like, ha, ha, take this as a win. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. Back in the battle days, but now you're in a serious band game. <laughs> serious? You still got to play Wheelands, did you? We play Wheelands because I remember going wow. to Wheelands and you walk around Wheelands and they're like fucking, you have like Paul McCartney on the wall and I'm like, I'm gonna be fucking pretty much naked on this stage in about 20 minutes. <laughs> that was a fucking wow. disaster though. ブラウンのキックパドルみたいなのがキックパドルだったんですかブラウンのキックパドルみたいなのがキックパドルだったんですかブラウンのキックパドルだったんですかブラウンのキックパドルだったんですかブラウンのキックパドルだったんですかブラ
Baby, is this love for real? Because I have oh, them too. Well, Four Years Strong yeah. had a, a microcorg as well. And there was yeah, like, they, they went, there, went, there was a wild phase. I remember because whenever I started listening to pop punk, you would have had like, you know, like Blink-182 and stuff like that. It was just more like drums, bass, guitar, singing, kind of emo lyrics. Mm. And then it just became like a sudden point for like five years where every band also just had a person with a microcorg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like now we have a keyboard. That's fun. Sharpie, microcorgan. Yeah, yeah. Sharpie, the microcorgan Cuban science. <laughs> and then eventually transitioned to guitar. Yeah, but like I was really more yeah. of a stripper and a hype man. But like that, that's what that band was too, pretty much. It was just like mm. that's what you're supposed to do at that age. I think it's just like just have the crack and yeah, yeah, crack. Yeah, yeah. That's what we were like. We were just yeah, we were just having fun. fun. Like man. the one thing remember we covered. We used to cover Insomni as well. Yeah, that yeah. used to be like wild fun to play. Like we were playing out there in fucking tonic. Like the one pub that would lie in underage bars so you drink there. Ballbreakers. Yeah. 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 That's right. Awesome, mate. Uh, that was like our fucking one. Yeah, we uh, played Bloodhound Gang. We played uh, the bad touch. Bad, bad touch, touch yeah. yeah. Sweat baby. Yeah, sweat man, we the synth down and yeah. everything. Yeah. I remember playing it at like Dalta's party, and like he was in the band as well. And gee, I the crowd just added up, and we were just like, "We're rock stars, boys. Yeah. Yeah. It may be our bad memory birthday party, but we're fucking doing it." Yeah, <laughs> I think we even like kind of embraced, started embracing that a bit. Like we were uh, an original band, but then we just started doing like Rage Against Machine. Yeah, yeah. And we did like Smells Like Teen Spirit. Because yeah. when, when you did those, people went nuts. We were yeah. like, "This is pretty neat." Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's what was fun. Because I remember we used to do like fucking like we tried to get more into being more of an original band, but it was just mm. some of the covers that we used to do that just people used to love. Like because we used to do like the one one of the songs that I used to run out for was we did you know Downfall of Us All by Day to Remember. That entire song is just breakdown. Of, them. And it's just. <laughs> <laughs> the entire song is just just on the guitar over and over song, just a wee yeah, breakdown yeah. like that and like just fucking everyone just let's go <laughs> 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 like, absolutely the best crack I'll always yeah. remember though because the boys back in the day Jason McLean and Pieter was the head like fucking screamer David Reed was the bassist Marty Dorn was the guitarist and Kieran was the drummer of Severance which were a death metal band Wow, and we played this game. We played this gig I down. Remember in, that name too. We played this uh, gig down in Plectrum, uh, sorry, Plectrum Festival in Clare, and it was like a small wee festival. We 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 went down there like three years in a row. The first year we just played, and the second year we were like headlining. It was like you know, that was how shit the festival was. But, uh, <laughs> but the first year, um, because everyone who came down with us was also like pretty much half of them were also a member of Severance. The first band that opened for the festival uh, dropped out. So the first band I played was uh, Severance, which was a death metal. Like, they knew Job for a Cowboy by, uh, what do you call him? Where's Keen? Job Kieran. for a Cowboy. Kieran, do you remember Severance? Spectrum? Job for a Cowboy by... Uh, Job for a Cowboy, fucking Two Men of a Machine. Two Men of a Machine. Yeah. So, like, they knew that. But I remember because they had no uh, stuff with them. And, and our, our lead guitarist, Jimmy, used to have an Emily the Strange guitar, one of the most yeah. emo-looking guitars. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jason McLean, who's a big metalhead with a massive beard even then and long hair, <laughs> playing this Emily the Strange guitar, playing Job for a Cowboy yeah. into a Machine, windmilling his hair, <laughs> and then just Emily the Strange guitar. But they were the band that opened Plex 
Electro Festival and it was a death metal band and you could just see like in the middle of Clare for fuck's sake in Ireland like in rural oh. Ireland and just <gasps> <laughs> like fucking because Peter used to be able to scream back yeah, in the day in all fairness to him awesome. I remember I was still, it can still fucking roar and shout anyway I tell you <laughs> oh. was it fucking uh, Jason McLean almost didn't let him play party in the park because he was wearing tight purple skinny jeans and he was like you need to take them off before you play no <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need to fucking wear your chains or you wear nothing else like <laughs> that's hilarious like. but yeah no you're right enough like them bands like back when you're young or whatever they're like, like to be honest like like, like unless you're a fucking uh, like a savant or something really mm. none of these are going to be fantastic but if you have good fun while doing it and actually I'll give a sh- I'll, I'll give a shout out I think we can all agree that uh, none of this probably would happen without fucking Jamal Donny back ah, you call it me yeah yeah <laughs> All I know is good Friday agreement on the brink with Morrow cutting around like that. <laughs> Brian, Brian, I'm uh, I'm actually streaming right now, so I can't take your call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, John Mulaney and the laugh now. Yeah. Enough. Yeah, it really was like if that yeah, wasn't there, we probably wouldn't have had yeah. any of that. I remember that. Skate park. Big one. Skate park where I first met Peter, and that's how yeah, I then yeah. eventually met you yeah, and Jason and David and all that. I literally um, met Peter in a skate park one day with two boys from Derry that I thought he knew and he didn't. We invited him to the loft next week. That's how we wow. met speaking friends. That's the first place I met Kelly. Ah. Yeah, she was 11, I was 15. I took my clothes off and skated. An awful lot of my stories seem to end up or have a do with like so I, I took real, my clothes off a real distaste for clothing clothes. back in the day. <laughs> oh man, I used to like they're only that there, I wouldn't mind, but I didn't drink till I was seventeen. Most of this happened before I started drinking and then really the more I drank the more I put my clothes on, which really is the complete opposite of any dirty little slut like myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there you go, yeah. Oh. Let's um, just toilet again. Okay, we're good. If you play another tune, I'll try and think of a question. <laughs> yeah, let's go again here, boys. Give an old shout out to everybody who's tuned in right now. And I know all you at home, wherever you are, I think Effie might still be there. Effie's watching from London. And possibly some of the housemates as well. Landing. I had to stop myself from saying it. Good to see you. As well as. The usual bunch. Oh shit. We're uh, we have a loading symbol on our YouTube there. Could? Could, yes. We were trying to, I think last time we tried to do like a slow version and it didn't really happen. Mm. <laughs> so we'll try it again. Full speed, full pedal. Sorry, I'm trying to remember it in open chords. Right. I'll just do it normally. Cool. Two, three, four.
Cut us some slack. It's been a while. Slacksy ho! <laughs> Cut the slack, boys. Well, that's the thing. Like we we used to practice every week. We did. And yeah, yeah. I can't even remember the last time I played that song. Practicing's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Ah, essential work. Uh, <laughs> to be a um, real rebel for that. I suppose I don't think. Well, that would be your next question, one of the ones that I was thinking asking. Mm-hmm. How do you feel that 2020 has been for artists as a whole? Because you have, because you see, you have the flip side of, you have, you've not actually been able to, pra- like, say, practice or play gigs, but then you also have the kind of opposite of where technically you could say that you've had more time to maybe write or compose or do stuff. Mm, yeah. Or do podcasts or <laughs> so on and so forth. And actually, Keen, you actually said something interesting earlier off air. About this, oh, um, which I, I really uh, l- locked onto. If you wanna, well, yeah, it's just the the whole thing of uh, being creative. It's kind of hard to be creative when you're not really interacting with the world, when you're so isolated and kind of yeah. fucking shut in. You know, there's not like, I mean, you can look at the internet and stuff, but that's not the real. That's not the real world. Yeah, yeah, I don't really get much. You can wa- you can watch a YouTube video, but sure, that's mm-hmm. not the same as talking to one of your friends. Yeah, I think I'm almost through. finished YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am on the last. Where's season two? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so fucking, I'm, I'm actually just on baby videos. I've been putting them off. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, like it's not all it's kind of cracked up to be. Like a lot of people are saying, oh, this is great for creative people. Yeah. You get the time to fucking do all this stuff, but it's well, like but where do you get the where do you get the inspiration to yeah, do it's creative good. stuff? Mm. Yeah, it's good if you can, like, it's good to try and build up like a healthy relationship with your art, because it shouldn't rely too much on people, like the feedback, but it does realistically. Yeah, it will depend. But there's there's nothing out there. Like I remember whenever I was playing the band, like you would almost like learn so much, almost like about a song or something that you're playing by playing it live playing yeah. it compared live. to playing yeah. it. Because if if you play it with you sort of band, if you play it with two other people that you bring a song yeah. to that like it, enjoy it. Mm. But also, it's just because even if you play it live, fucking, it's almost like something could go wrong, and you have to kind of, you have to like go on with that go on with that but maybe yeah. you might discover something new or maybe you also yeah. it's just there's nice more professionalism and, and being talented comes in where yeah. it's like uh, how you deal with that but if but you're in practice if you're always in practice then mm. I was yeah I was thinking about that actually a couple of days ago and it, I've compared to like the likes of comedians or whatever mm. like but a big head for the comedians that the way that they kind of work on their jokes, they tell them to people and see what hits and yeah, see what doesn't. That's how they build a set. Yeah, yeah that's, I, uh, that's their practice. Moshe yeah, Kasher was talking life. about how uh, uh, stand-up is the only art form that only exists in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. It yeah. does, it's not... You, like, you can't you get, if you're just standing there telling jokes, that's that's not anything. Mm. Like Part of the, the art form is they can tr- the to room. be able to control the room and like, so. react with anyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, cheers. Yeah. Oh, that's, not what, that's not what they want to see. <laughs> <Go> um, <laughs> oh. Wow! Yeah, wow. <laughs> but uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, to put that comparison in place, like uh, practicing with you guys, like and even some of the new tunes or whatever. I find it better when I'm kind of practicing with somebody else rather than like say you do the odd recording as yeah. well as so I can practice at home. But it's not like you need the live kind of setting to really yeah. kind of like, oh, this could go really well. That. Or maybe I 
uh, made up a part and I need to practice with you guys and then mm. maybe get your feedback or even cop on myself that it's completely out of place. Like, I, I, I always remember the know? expression when it comes to like, music of that, like, you know, a, a good musician knows when to play and a great musician knows when not to play. And I don't think yeah. you could do that from recording because if you're listening to a recording, you're just going to no, play along with a recording. Yeah. yeah. But if you're making a song then and there, you're going to know whenever you know, fucking whenever like say Keanu needs a fucking f- a fill here. That's just a fill. Mm-hmm. Owen yeah. needs a solo here. But you, whenever you're playing, listening to a recording, it's the same almost like learning a song. Yeah. You're just gonna play, what along? You're not yeah, going exactly. to create to your own yeah. collection on it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's just like it's and almost like learning somebody else's yeah. song. Like there's and one of the things I always say about uh, like playing music, which I'm really grateful for, and I always com- just to compare it to other art forms like. There's like four sort of main parts, I suppose, to... If I go through like me writing a song, for example, that's the first the first step. Mm-hmm. Second step, then I bring it to the lads and we practice it. Then we play it live and then we record it. Mm. Just, I think it's pretty unique. Well, I would even say it would be like a fifth step now because it would be like you making the song... Um, you bring it to the lads and it'll be like the lads interpretation of the song which adds to what you've well, created well I'm, I'm talking yeah. about the like act, like like that would be that would be uh, in step three yeah so like I'm like just it. talking about like so for, as a as what I'm comparing it to is like say a writer they write the book they that's bring it, it. To, to an that's no, it no they bring it to an editor <laughs> no but the, yeah but that's like okay yeah. fair enough but that's still like you know what I mean it's like one step it's like you write it it's yeah. like I like there's like four different parts where I get to enjoy the creative process process of doing it yeah, yeah. But one thing I'll say about the whole thing with stand-up was I was mm-hmm. listening to um, Andrew Maxwell was talking about it and he started doing virtual stand-up gigs mm-hmm. and he said the interesting thing was like he was like uh, one thing he said was like um, I don't want someone has like a distinctive laugh but it's funny so mm-hmm. he was doing them and what it was is he bought tickets he had a gig and be, be people in their own Homes and like, uh, and like it was interesting because you've been interviewed as well. Obviously, we were like, what about people going like for a cup of tea or coffee? And he said, the funny thing is, is whenever you're doing a virtual gig and stand up, you'd be surprised how much I'm actually not on the screen, and it would be like somebody else, and it'd be like somebody's reaction, which but also adds a whole other layer to gig mm. because. He said at the start it's a bit weird and because a big part of stand-up is you interact with the crowd. Yeah. You know, there's some yeah. stand-ups that almost their entire set is crowd. fucking crowd, crowd yeah. control. Yeah. Moja Kasher has a, a new album called, or not, uh, well, I think it came out last year, called Crowd Surfing. Yeah. And it's just the whole thing is improvised crowd work. Yeah, yeah. and like, stuff like that. And he was saying, like, the amount of times where he'd just have, because he remembers, like, this one gig where he had this guy and he had a funny laugh and his reactions on the screen and pretty much, like, a lot of his gig then became talking about like the guy's reactions on the screen and then the guy also was loving it but he said the best thing about it was is a guy was sitting in his home with his wife and like his dog and his wife's reactions to his to her husband's reactions and her husband was just absolutely oh, loving it and then she wasn't oh. and then he was sitting there being like oh she is having none of this like his wife is having none of this yeah. and he is just absolutely like in tears of laughter and his wife wasn't enjoying it but he put that on the main screen for everyone that was viewing it to see and that made it so much more funny because it, but that was his like a virtual way of crowd control and mm. it was the two reactions of the two people it's fucking bullshit I will it? never watch our series without you again that's shut up you don't know me <laughs> you don't know me I've never to watch the series but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just my home alone I hate Aren't that corporate cool. fucking we get you uh, fellow kids kind yeah. of so you know, you know we understand you, we're Coke. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what's really yeah, funny yeah. about Coke? Um, do you know the whole share of Coke? Do you know where that came from? Coke sales started dipping 
quite a bit for the first time in ages and I did a whole pile of research into like coke with like different flavors that's where like coke with lime came from mm -hmm. coke cherry coke coke mm -hmm. vanilla oh, yeah. and what actually happened was is they they just didn't realize that it was their um the branding was off so they released uh, like like in America didn't really come over here they released like like coke with like 200 flavors because they're saying coke with lime yeah. and vanilla okay? and they're doing anything for their sales and then uh, one of their marketing guys came up with like share a coke with friends and that's where it came up to the whole like the whole marketing campaign which you definitely could yeah. do now which mm -hmm. is like somebody drinking a can and somebody passed it around and it spiked their sales again it was nothing to do with the flavour it was just to do with the branding do you remember that ad where the guy would like open the coke and it's for Oops. you yeah <laughs> remember that but that reminded me of that reminded me of that would make me sick that reminded me of something what you were saying about the different flavours there's like a famous thing where um, Ragu hired this guy to help like they were, their sales were slumping as well and they hired this guy to be like well, why are uh, why was no one why, like, why is our sales and why is no one buying this and so his answer was to come up with loads of different flavours mm. so he came up with chunky ragu Ragu with extra mushrooms, extra garlic, extra chili, whatever, all these different things. And then people, they realized then from putting all these things out, people, people bought like the chunky vegetable ragu then. And what the, the point was, it's like there is no, uh, Jim Stern does a great video on it where he like kind of uses an analogy for video games. And the whole thing is like, there's no perfect video game. There's perfect video games. There's no perfect pasta sauce. There's perfect pasta sauces. Yeah. When people were given the option to buy the, chunky if you ask people if they like chunky they'd probably be like I don't know but then when you mm. give them the option they buy it yeah totally I think it's, it. I think it's really like I think it's a really uh, good thing to remember when you're creating anything and, and why it's also important not to follow trends because people don't know what they like until you give it to them so you have to like just make whatever you like you're passionate about and, I, and like that came up to go back to Related to the two podcasts where I was talking about like about this year and um, you know what you just do it's a good opportunity to do just the shit that you want to do because people are fucking losing jobs and out of work of stuff mm -hmm. that they didn't want to do anyway yeah and you have to but, uh, you have to make sure. do something outside of what you want to do yeah and just like you never know what the thing that like you are uniquely uh, good at or whatever could be what someone loves and they don't even know it yeah, yeah. until you put it out there yeah and but only that there it's also i also think about the part of that once denise was this years because obviously because not going out so much i had a bit more time to maybe like say uh create stuff is that your point of view as well is that um i think there's a rule in like writing it's like you don't find your voice until a hundred thousand words mm. And probably there's probably something similar in like music and stuff like that. Well, it's Part like of you, that, you can only master something in ten thousand hours. That's yeah. the outlier theory. Yeah. But you only but you only start finding your voice at like mm. hundred thousand words. The thing about that is, is like what you put out there first might not be good, but you're also same with our podcast. You only you're putting you're trying to put your best foot first, but that's only your first foot. And if you even want to go into the whole thing of journey a thousand steps, but you're still finding your way, and eventually you figure it out. Mm. Yeah. I remember when I was at the International Literature Festival in Dublin. I seen Neil Gaiman there. I took my dad to it because I uh, we, we both like uh, Neil Gaiman, and uh, I was like, "Oh fuck, this is classic." I don't think you can say that anymore. What? A Gaiman? No. <laughs> 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 but, uh, I, 
I think my dad I've never I've never been uh, I've never, never ever been to something like it before and I thought it was really interesting but what I thought I loved was because he, he actually did a question and answer session with the crowd and it was mm. that like people were going on with mics and asked them and they one of them asked like what do you think about it's like to be a good writer and he went oh I don't consider myself to be a good writer I'm just a really good editor he was like I just write lots and <laughs> fucking mm. chalk it down to what is like he's like I write 10 pages and find a good page in that essentially yeah. and I was like that's a really cool way to look at it like because you have to wade through all the kind of shit and then see someone like on his level mm. can get through the good stuff faster but at the start you're going to be doing yeah. like 100 pages of shit compared to one page yeah, instead was, of what it is I was showing you that book I got the uh, Zen and the Art of Writing by Ray Bradbury oh. I read another one of his essays there in it yesterday or the day before mm. it was really interesting and he was talking about that kind of stuff like he uh, he had a couple of early breakthroughs in short stories one was called The Lake and he would submit like back then like all of the authors that he looked up to would have been published in like uh those kind of pulpy magazines of yeah. like detective stories and he's, ghost stories yeah, and science fiction. Probably science fiction magazines and stuff. Yeah. That's where Hugo... Strange uh, Tales. Strange Tales. Them. That's yeah. actually where... Do you know the Hugo Awards? That's um, Hugo Gurns back and he, I'm pretty sure, started the magazine it's Amazing Science Fiction, which is what been Isaac Asimov, Ray Bradbury, uh, Robert Heinlein, all the kind of original ones all started yeah. in. And that's where the Hugo Awards come from. Yeah. Sorry, just a wee tidbit there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so like he would submit stuff to Strange Tales and the the first his like kind of breakthrough one anyway I think for himself was the lake, uh, which he wrote when he was twenty two I think he said, and he'd been writing he said he like he would write constantly since he was like twelve mm. it was only like when he was twenty two that he finally like was starting to publish stuff get get somewhere like, and like getting the twenty or twenty dollars whatever to get published was like all that mattered basically, and then he did but he did, he got that published but he didn't realize that there was anything special or what was special about it because it, it's like a I read it afterwards and it it's like barely a ghost story it's like a got a slight supernatural element and which is why it didn't get published for a long time because people were like this isn't a ghost story but like reading it I was like like when I was done I was like that was pretty amazing <laughs> like yeah. I, I was like that was fucking class just a wee bit ahead of his time kind of well that. it's like it's more, I don't even know if it's ahead of his time, but it's like he he stumbled across his voice without realising what... What his voice what, was. Yeah. And, um, like, he, he in the essay he was saying, like, that story's been shared around loads then, uh, like, afterwards, but he didn't realise. He went back to making more generic stories. And it would happen... Stories that would sell, essentially. And it would happen, like, more often. And, like, one of the... What the essay was basically about was, like, he got this breakthrough. He would just make lists of nouns... Um, it'd be like the the clown, the skeleton, the carnival, the murs, the dwarf, like all these things, and then like, uh, you'd look back at them and realize there were a lot of them leaned towards like uh, carnivals and stuff, and it's like okay, there's something in my psyche that finds that scary. So like by making these like, he thought he was like basically free associating like whatever came in his head, but then when he analyzed them, he'd work out what themes that like kept com being like relevant to him mm -hmm. and then if like if he kept going down these paths then that that's when he would get to the good stuff every time it was like mm -hmm. yeah it's really interesting there's again cool. no red but ray badbury which is interesting he's considered what would be a kind of classic science fiction or, or what's called the golden age so the golden age would be like isaac asimov robert heinlein and all that and then you have what came afterwards would be the new wave the new wave would be kind of more of your kind of like uh what do you call him kurt vonnegut mm. philip k dick 
uh, what do you call him? The I was gonna say the fish guy, but it's because he has like a name like a last name. <laughs> funny. Can't remember right now. Michael J. Fish. Something sturgeon <laughs> down with sturgeon. Or yeah, anyway. Uh, that sounds right. Uh, but what's what's interesting about it is oh, Daniel, Daniel <laughs> Keyes. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Keyes as well. He did like five and What's interesting is Ray Barbary is considered the I'm actual. <laughs> Ray, Ray Barber is considered like the bridge he's a classic or golden age science fiction author but he is sort of what started the new wave oh yeah that's what I was going to say he, he would be dismissed as that the guy that writes about people yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like because all his science fiction and stuff they were all actually about the, the human interaction and that's why people like the yeah. hardcore science fiction stuff would dis- disregard yeah, him be like if you take yeah. if you take Isaac Asimov so Isaac Asimov his editor was this guy Joseph Campbell and Joseph Campbell also had like Robert Heinlein Isaac Asimov and yeah not that Joseph Campbell because this Joseph Campbell is the big JC really 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 really, <laughs> really, really not, not, not he not the uh, the best the guys really but um, but you see what happened was so initially science fiction was kind of the very first science fiction novel was, was actually Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. That's considered the very first science fiction novel. Right. And then as that went on, so science fiction became kind of more what you classically say is kind of maybe Star Wars, the kind of very space opera, mm-hmm. not not scientific anyway. But then Isaac Asimov would have been what would have been that. So he was a, f- a physicist and a physician, and he. He brought science fiction back into more of actually being scientific in science. In science, so kind of about mo- the science, about the science, science fiction. It, no, genuinely he did, but see, he did it in a way that he was kind of like you could go like say, what's going to happen actually in twenty, thirty, hundred years in the future? Mm-hmm. They're actually going to have technology like this, and then him actually being of a scientific background, he took it from that aspect. But he was from what's called the golden age, and he would have been very, in his traditional kind of American values of being like you should kind of like listen to your government and you should listen to your doctor and you should like listen to your kind of more of a utopian kind of vibe mm-hmm. and then if you go into the new wave which is a lot more like one of my favourite authors is Philip K. Dick and he is 100% dystopian the whole way across mm. if you take a scanner darkly that's all about like a police state and an over police state and kind of like an overabundance of watching people and stuff like that mm. but then Ray Bradbury is considered bridge in between because he wrote an awful lot of stories that would have been like classic or golden age science fiction, but then he also brought it into because one of his most favorite one is his most famous one is definitely Fahrenheit four five one. Fahrenheit four five one. It's called Fahrenheit four five one by the way because uh, Fahrenheit at four hundred fifty one degrees temperature is the temperature. Paper, uh, paper ignites or something. Yeah, temper temperature at which paper ignites, and that entire book is about essentially book burning and firemen don't put out fires; they go and take books and put them on fire. And what he originally interpreted the novel as is to, was to be actually about video, uh, TV taking over reading. Yeah. But what it actually became known for was it's one a, of those a dystopian state of that censorship. And it became yeah. an entire book about censorship. It's one of those famous examples of the common interpretation not being what he actually intended. intended to be. But what it intended to be actually led into New Wave because an awful lot of the New Wave science fiction became about a lot more of... Uh, as you're saying about human interaction and also about human interaction say with the state because you would almost say that New Wave if would have been because 1949 would have been whenever Eric Arthur Blair by the name pen name George Orwell wrote 1984 which is considered like the main or the masterwork which it is of a dystopian novel of yeah. a state because mm. even in that book, Brave New World that, and Brave New World that came out in 1933 or 36 Aldous Huxley 
I read half, half of that. <laughs> I've actually read half of that. Really finished the weird part was he, re- he read the second half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you an, I can tell you an interesting... I don't get this at all. <laughs> I, can, uh, I can tell you a very interesting tidbit about, Al, about Aldous Huxley's death. Aldous Huxley, C.S. Lewis, and John F. Kennedy all died on the same day. But no one knew that Aldous Huxley and C.S. Lewis died on the same day because J.F. Kennedy was shot. Hmm. And the reason I know that is there's a short story about the three of them in the waiting room for death. Because C.S. Lewis was a very uh, diehard Christian. Mm. Alice Huxley was a bit more of an atheist. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff Kennedy was a Catholic, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it would have been. But um, So it was kind of an interaction between them. But it's a very interesting short story because it's just about them meeting in the afterlife. Mm. And it, they're kind of of similar views, but they're also different. Yeah. But um, I was just going to say, Ray Bradbury and probably finally for everyone's best and say is that he was kind of bridging the wave because that's whenever it came from science fiction of even being about the science, this was being about a government of control. That's kind of what led into New mm. Wave, which was then, of course, Philip K. Dick and Diamond Keys and enough of stuff like that. Cool. Um, I was going to say, is there, is there not a pint glass out there? Couldn't find one. Yeah. So I just took that. Nice. Fair enough. Nice. So you go, boys. There's two question What's marks from on? Ryan. Can you play. Touch of class all around the world. Can you lend me a feeling? Keep her stoic and keep her listening. Keep the keep her. No one in your answer. Keep her stoic. Yeah. June. Well, I'm about to pee. Well, there you go. Perfect timing. We um we break from the. So what? <laughs> they have big heavy chats. Star Wars or whatever. Huh? Yeah, fucking Star Wars. <laughs> fucking nerds. <All> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could do. I don't know. Or should we keep it keep it fierce? After dark? After dark? I haven't played that no one. I feel like I'm gonna mess up like most of these songs. <laughs> it's alright, the audience is uh, Yeah, it's alright if they're not recorded because you can't be like, hang on a minute. <laughs> keep uh, keep these all like well, one recorded really songs. You didn't play the right chord. That G was supposed to be a minor. Oh my god. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> That's you. Inside that room, head away behind closed
was about a 90% completion <laughs> on, guitar still, on Guitar Hero. That's still, still, still on A, it's fine. <laughs> I'd activated my star power and saved it. Uh, <laughs> nearly. Excellent. Hilarious. I, too, play Guitar Hero. <laughs> I get that reference. I'm going to do uh, Toilet. Don't worry. Do a quick toilet. For fuck's sake, Owen, we're not going to live stream here. What are you doing? <laughs> Why can't you just pee on the seat like we're doing? <laughs> just wet yourself, it's fine. <laughs> Where did you get those adult diapers? Well, now that he's had a room, we can talk about them anyway. <laughs> oh, please do. It's the Betcha Bad Owen corner. <laughs> so, mate, another one of the questions I came up with, because I thought it'd be interesting, trying to keep it music related. Yeah, yeah. Can talk about what is the first album he's ever bought? <laughs> My one's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> that makes it even I better, Moro. That makes it even better. Right, what, what age was I? I was about eight or nine. Okay. Yeah, went in and bought the Pokemon TV series soundtrack. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah, yeah. Pokey rap, man! Oh, rap <laughs> I'm a hunting fucking 51 and go like. Man, like, there's so many, like, themes on it that they're just full and they're on that album and it's just know, like wow. out of everything else in the world yeah the number one selling like uh it's not like not even like cartoon like product in the world is still pokemon really yeah so what was it it, it, it in, never like, really stopped like no no it's not even it really stopped like one, yeah. of, my, one of my uh friends mike staley who very smart really cool guy but he mm -hmm. uh fucking he can speak like a, a good bit of Japanese and he can read a bit of it and he'd be like he'd be I went to college with him and he'd be mm -hmm. in science and he'd be into like anime and he'd be into like all the stuff but but he was telling me he was like you don't understand like an Asian market you don't know you know we kind of stopped after the original yeah like that didn't stop for a lot of people and like more of the Asian market and you have to remember the Asian market is way bigger yeah, than we have over bigger. here even the American yeah. market and they still that because like if you think yeah. about it all of the plushy toys you could make on mm. every single Pokemon oh, yeah, trading cards trading cards everything like that yeah what you came Martin Manson? No, uh, corn. Sorry. First album. Ah, oh, that was corn. I knew it was yeah, fucking yeah, corn. Yeah. Martin Manson. I couldn't yeah, remember. I fucking, I got it when I was like ten. I think. Yeah. The cover scared me. Uh, you ever see the cover for that? Which one was it? Fucking, it's the wee girl on the. Oh the yeah. Swing uh, the shadow. That's uh. Yeah. What what album is that though? The first one. Yeah. What's that called again? That's self titled. Self titled. Uh, yeah. 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 Sorry. They called it self titled. Yeah. My first was uh, All Killer No Filler by Sum 41. Oh, Very sweet. Thing. Great album. And uh, my second album that I bought was Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flavored Water Whoa. by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> and at the same time, because I was in America at the time, yeah. I also bought the red baseball cap that Fred, Fred Durst nice. in the same holiday. Wow. I bought the, and I was like, pure into it. Keep on rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, man, looking back on it, it's still a great album. <laughs> would, yeah. you, would you when I was my question was like what is the first, first album you've ever bought um, well I remember because I got two CDs at the same time I got uh, ACDC Fools About to Rock and Clichéd R.E.M. Uh, <laughs> singles Collected oh wow but, and it was prolific because I was about to rock yeah <laughs> I haven't stopped since the first band ever the first band ever seen live was R.E.M. and I played eight encores Eight yeah. encores, and I also played No Narlows wow. in the Odyssey in Belfast, yeah. and they did a cover of Teenage Kicks by the Undertones because they were in Belfast. Yeah. And the other I love is they got shut down like twice because the next day there was an Olympic hockey match match on. What I what I think about now, like ten years or well, fifteen years later, or whatever it is, was like you know even then they were old school rockers that had made their money or done whatever, 
and uh, in the middle of like their last song they were playing and uh, Michael Stipe was saying like look we really we really we, we really have to go now we really have to like you know we have to go off the stage they're shutting us down and then they were like one two three four and they just started playing Christ. and they actually cut out in the middle of a song and I just remember like looking back on now I'm like that is class. Yeah. Like, cause, um, it's going on. like they were going on to the yeah. They were, they're old school rockers wow. that have been doing, like they, they've made their money. They didn't have to do any of this. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And they're they still playing until they're eight fucking encores. Yeah. And, they're, and their eight encores were like Man on the Moon, Electron Blue, fucking all their hits, you know, mm. like all their hits and all before that was all this stuff. And the reason we went there is they would be one of my dad's who were bands and my mum would love them too. And they took the whole family to it because we were all still pretty young. <laughs> <laughs> my dad because we were on the the sidelines because the hockey pitch itself was like where standing crowd was I'm sure so when I was born my dad was 40 so I was 11 so I was 51 mm. and him standing on the side my dad just rocking I just fucking going wow. for it and then them playing eight encores I fucking will never forget that nice what a band yeah they, they would have been oh, they would have been in their 50s 60s yeah. and they yeah. still went on eight encores full full like, like they didn't have to they could have played their full set everyone would have been like yeah well you know job well done guys yeah. you know A plus but fucking they went for it like so really major respect for that yeah yeah, um, yeah I saw R.E.M. at uh, Oxygen one year and it was oh, wow. amazing as well uh, they're still they're, they were the first band I've ever seen life and they're still one of the best bands yeah, I've ever seen life I, I, they're one of the few bands that I've seen that I maintain that a CD doesn't do them justice but also then I was going to ask so I was going to just defend uh, ACDC. For no, no, I actually have nothing against ACDC. I was just saying uh, this, this is like ACDC, it's like, oh, did you get Black Sabbath next? <laughs> and, um, because, I don't know, the first album was kind of maybe, and I wasn't like half <laughs> minded, just fair enough, it was the first album I bought. But the first album that I bought when I was fully in the music was Green Day, Marigan Idiot. Yeah. And yeah, that is an album I think that's defined, like, most people's I remember yeah. when that album came out I was in first year I think of the ABS like the Abbey Vacation School in Donegal Town yeah. when that album came out like everybody was oh, on about it yeah. I remember mm-hmm. my oldest, everybody I remember my older sister's appearing into that but like, I don't care like even some people I was busy buying Dookie I was mm. like have you heard this shit <laughs> <laughs> I do actually have a, a, a pretty vivid memory of sitting in uh, Scott's bedroom I think and listening to Green Day and being like this is neat. Because <laughs> <laughs> then the next the question. But yeah, I, I bought I, I, I bought all Killer and Fuller too. I'm just I'm just reminding me of all the CDs I used to own. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I like, did buy Dookie. I bought Enemy of State, <laughs> and I bought all Killer and Fuller. Yeah. I actually bought. I think. You see, I was kind of lucky because I had an uh, old, like my older brother Jerry, obviously. Mm. Fucking that! My older brother Jerry's where an awful lot of my music. My dad, my a older brother, where a lot of my music taste yeah. would come from. Yeah. And also, most has most has been really in Green Day, but really my older brother, like my older brother, would have had all Blink. He would have showed me every time mm. I die. Mm. He would have showed me Refused. Yeah. He would have showed me all the bands that I still listen to today that yeah. are really, yeah, really maybe. definitive bands of like a genre. Mm. Uh, Black Flag would have came from Jerry. Uh, Dead Kennedys would have came from Jerry, so it's kind of lucky mm, now. I, mm. That was, uh, yeah, I remember buying um, their first album, Fresh Fruit but Rotten Vegetables. See, that's the funny thing is, I wouldn't have bought any of their albums. Yeah. Because my older fucking brother them. did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, then, see, that's the next thing I was going to ask, because this is questions I thought about, was what album did you buy first? Mm-hmm. For, uh, kind of fun topic explore, and then it was like, what album do you really remember? That would you we would have thought would have like defined your kind of music taste. Would you mm-hmm. all of ours would have been more of in the slightly heavier spectrum? 
Because, like, when I grew up, like, my dad would listen to a lot of, a lot of David Bowie and Led Zeppelin, I remember mm-hmm. that. But then what, like, albums, like, for me, because one of my favorite albums still to this day, granted, only came out when I was, like, around 15, is still New Junk Aesthetic by Every Time I Die. That was the album that introduced me to Every Time I Die. Yeah. That's the album that my brother showed me. Mm. And I remember, because he came into my room, and he's like, where do you hear this? And he showed me the first song of Every Time I Die's album, New Junk Aesthetic, which is Roman Holiday. And literally the first, like, 30 seconds to a minute of that song is just feedback. And I was kind of like, it was the first time I ever really heard something like that was just yeah. feedback and it goes yeah. like and it's the first time I ever really heard anything of like that guttural kind of noise because mm. you would have heard would have heard like metal yeah or something I, I like remember that, that guttural like, noise kind of yeah I remember like albums that are reminded me of that kind of feeling would be like Martin Manson Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails yeah. like buying because I, I bought a lot of a good few more Manson albums actually Hollywood was the first one I bought and then mm. fucking Antichrist but I remember buying Downward Spiral as well and just be, it's like the fucking like those kind of albums were like this is different to anything I've listened to before yeah. like mm. this is these textures and stuff and just like what am I listening yeah. to it's almost like you can't define it because like you know you can yeah. hear your classic rock you can hear your pop you can hear your rap but like what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I also remember even back in the day watching Skulls and stuff, and uh, some of the best videos, probably directed by Fred Durst from Limbisk as well, would have been Corn because I always remember Here to Stay, because yeah, I always remember, yeah. you know back in the day they would have always had the thing of like don't sit too close to the TV, mm. and the start of the Here to Stay video is the static oh, on the TV and he goes like right up to the TV and stares at it and then just, dum, dum, da, 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 da. I will never forget the first time I seen that song because it's the first time I would have heard nice. that song. Yeah. So I was kind of thinking like that because that was my kind of question progression of uh, your yeah. first album you bought to then like yeah. the first kind of because you can buy a first album fucking Jerry hates will hate me to say this but his very first album that he technically bought was at like 8 years old it was Spice World uh, <laughs> I have a memory of someone I have a memory of me and my sister having the same Spice Girls single yeah so like, but uh, yeah um, talking about videos I remember like been really young and I remember seeing the Sweet Child of Mine music video a lot of like my like because like you were saying a lot of your influences came from like family and stuff like mm. I very much felt like I was going alone and I'd, I had friends that like kind of direct me on but a lot of it was like a lot of it was like those kind of cheesy stuff because they were like like I, I was on to play guitar Mm. Uh, when I was younger, before I kind of really got into music, I, was, I just like guitar, and then yeah, yeah. and then when I bought it's your instrument, kind and then like when I started listening to ACDC, I was like, I have to play guitar. Like, it was like immediate. Then I was like, get me a guitar, mm. just hearing like those like cool fucking like this the guitar sound in general, just like the riffs and the and the mm-hmm. solos, and yeah, like seeing um, Sweet Child of Mine, and I remember like loving Jump by Van Halen. Oh, like, I still all, love Jump. All those kind of stuff, all those kind of things that just like put this like image of rock and roll in my head of being like this is my shit yeah. and then I started like discovering then I went like really punk and I started listening to Ramones and yeah, all uh, Dead Kennedys and then like uh, Nirvana after that and like all that direction but I still like so like even though I don't listen to these anymore and it's like kind of cheesy but I still acknowledge it like I it was like the it was a driving force at one point for me to start playing and like, I'm I, I'm sure uh, there's still some bit of like ACDC in my like writing and that, stuff because that's for the original. Because it's so simple, like it's so simple, and like they're amazing uh, 
so- songwriters. Songwriters, yeah. Songcraft is incredible. Like, just string a couple of cards together and fucking like, like yeah, it's, it's I'm great. Re- I'm like, chatting to this and guy. And that's simplicity. I think still plays a, a big role. I love getting like paring things down. Like we were talking earlier about trying to keep your doing as much as you can like a short song it's like get, keep everything like simple and fucking like, yeah, I like, do I still like that uh, yeah. I still have that like kind of ethos in, like, in my songwriting like I always remember because um, I remember sitting to this guy so we'd look good all and he's always going to his punk which is fair enough but I told him like you know I would have grown up with my dad listening to like that very big boy fan very big OEM fan very big Led Zeppelin fan well actually yeah. my mum actually wouldn't be a very big Led Zeppelin fan so you're a very like, big boy fan uh, what did I say OEM is that David Boy? Bowie, David oh, Bowie. I thought you were coming out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big fan of boys. He's a big fan of boys. <laughs> but, um, but he, but he, but he, he, he kind of said to me, he was like, oh yeah, all the very cliche stuff. And I was kind of like, my dad's, my mom were old enough that that wasn't cliche. Like my yeah. dad remembers from the first album of, fuck it, my dad remembers the Cuban Missile Crisis. He listened to it on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> my dad remembers the first Les Zeppelin album come out. But also like, I was kind of like, because obviously then keeping it local of Roy Gallagher, I remember mm. I was watching, um, Roy Gallagher gig that was like uh, a live gig recorded on like Sky and my dad was watching and he was like ah fuck and I was like what and he was like if the camera had a pan like an extra 10 seconds I was actually in the crowd and he was like no way and I was like he put it back because that's that's what you can do now with modern technology back and he he showed me it was like two of his friends in the crowd and then the next person over was like him and like my mum and I was like no way like because that's fucking like that's way before our time but it's very like that's like he's he's such a he is such a defining musician. I still rank Roy Gallagher up there with like Jimi Hendrix now because of what Jimi Hendrix said about yeah. him. <laughs> that it's just very interesting to hear stuff like that. But that's what I would grow up with, and I was very lucky to grow yeah. up with stuff like that. No, Rory G. Yeah, it was one of the first CDs that I ever burnt off my cousin <laughs> Adam. Along that's old with school man. Yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. He downloaded off Limelighter. I burned a CD. <laughs> my computer stopped um, working the next day. <laughs> Limeware was close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you download Limeware and Limeware? Never did because I was like, this is a bit too dusty. Did you know that that's uh, um, Soldier Boy? Yeah, he used that. He yeah, he pur- purposely mislabeled his song and cent. uploaded it up to uh, Limeware and to get it out there. And that's why what song fucking. That's on crank that yeah. That's actually kind genius. Of cool, yeah. yeah, that's really cool, yeah. yeah. So that's what you are trying to do with fierce pit bosses. <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to crank that. Yeah. All on no no no. I was thinking of smack that all on the floor. Soldier boy, tell him. <laughs> Sorry, Mark, go ahead. Um, what was I gonna say? No, geez. you're saying about Roy G. Roy G. Yeah, he's just awesome. Look, first CD that you burned off your cousin. Yeah, along with what was it? International super hits. And Red Hot Chili Peppers as well. International Super Hits. Yeah. I remember getting like, someone copied me that as well. Mm. There's a couple of them. That was class. Was wild in the burning CDs. Yeah. I think that was a lot of my yeah. Like yeah. I didn't have uh, I had like a shitty 90, Windows ninety five computer in the gaff, mm. no internet or anything. So yeah, a lot of like my friends would make me burn CDs or like I remember having we. MT yeah. player days to give them and they would just like load that up and I'd like yeah. you see that's that's what yeah. I had with my yeah. brother like because it would be like cause it was almost like um. It's almost like I didn't even get to choose my music taste. It would have been my brother showing me. Mm. Actually, Kieran, you would know yourself from my brother mm. of everything that because he would have showed me a lot, which then I would have showed you, and then from meeting him, he probably would have showed you as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that would have been like where Refuse comes from, where the used, like almost all that other stuff. But then, like I remember, because I guess I listening to used because of Jerry, and then Jerry was like, "Well, you need to listen to Refused." 
And I was kind of like, why? And he was like, well, that's where it's come from. He was like, they even ripped off the name for fuck's sake. They used, refused. Mm-hmm. I was like, never thought of that. <laughs> that's that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it actually does. And if you listen to the used and listen to refused, you're kind of like, yeah, I can see Yeah, it. we were going to call ourselves fused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. That's actually. That'd be good, like uh, if you're a tribute, yeah. tribute band for both bands. Yeah. Did yeah. you Did you ever watch a documentary? Refused or fucking dead? Yeah. You, yeah, we have. I know we have. You should definitely. You should definitely not as a band. It'll make you just not want to be in a band ever in your life. Like, it's a. It's a really good documentary, but it's, yeah, it's really, really depressing. Yeah. <laughs> but I've, it's um, like it's like it's their disintegration as a band. Uh, yeah. No, I like, have. Way, yeah. I've seen yeah. um, who's that. The music YouTuber, he did a big video on Refused and like the build up for. Um, they did it on the album, The Sound of Punk to Come. Yeah. And he basically went through all it's the manifesto. Yeah. yeah. But uh, their manifesto and everything, and how it was just ruining the band. Like, and they yeah. only played the album like a handful of times before they split mm. up. Then. Yeah. Well, what's interesting in that documentary yeah. is they show that, uh, you know, obviously one of the most favorite songs, or most famous songs, is Refused or Fucking Dead. I know this, the first couple of courses are refused or alive, refused or alive, and the mm. last uh, the last course I think is refused or dead. And um, when they were last playing that, they were doing a basement tour of America. And also, as an added tidbit, they played in Donegal once. Would you believe? No way. They played in Donegal. Sure once. wasn't I there. <laughs> before no, before we were born in like 1990 I played Donegal once but um, wow. what actually happened was the um, because they were crying down the basement shows the American police uh, raided the show and then the crowd started fighting the show but they actually no I got it wrong around it's refused yeah. to fucking dead in the last course it's rather it's, be dead yeah it's rather be dead sorry rather yeah be alive. rather be dead and in the last yeah, course yeah, it's rather yeah, be like the second song yeah I've had I've, I've had a wee bit to drink so forgive me for my facts but that's you what mean, it is it's rather be dead but the last verse last course is rather be alive yeah. and the lead singer said in their, in their last uh, gig <laughs> mm-hmm. they never got to rather be alive they, he was shouting Gosh. rather be dead and the police raided the stage and arrested him and they were like they were like we never actually got to the last course of rather be alive but they like if you watch the documentary like fucking none of them are talking to each other and they're all like getting out of the van being like fuck you man like like, they're just pure not happy with each other we're probably in Finnish isn't it Finnish or not Swedish isn't it Um, we tidbit for you they're probably the most listened to band I think in the last six months from myself yeah. I've just been flat out. That's I love them, man. They're always one I go back to. Fantastic. I actually always remember ages ago chatting to you. Is um, you told me that like they had the album The Shape of Punk to Come, and they were like, "How that really did shape Punk to Come." And then if you listen to that album like the whole way through, you, know and you do listen story. to a lot of stuff after. You're like, I can really see where that's coming from. You can actually, you can the fucking. You'd think well, it was from well, fucking 2010 or something. What I was like, gonna say, oh, like, it's, it's like, fucking fantastic. Like I've talked about oh. this uh, with friends before, like. It didn't shape it. It was like a. It didn't shape it as much as it should. It should have really. It was like ahead of its time. I think definitely. Mm. But I think the nature of punk in it, and it has like this thing of authenticity and, and like you can't copy. I think that kind of maybe was detrimental. Or bands like they kind of broke new ground, and bands were like, "Well, we can't do that." Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, that's true. But, yeah. But you know, there's a there's no there's a shape of jazz to come. An album. Yeah. It's like a really groundbreaking jazz album too. Like however many decades before mm. didn't know that so yeah. that's probably where they took the kind of name yeah, from oh, definitely yeah. Yeah. do what I find I mean, just speaking but of it's punk. like another one of those albums where like it 
it's like both albums are completely accurate in what they wow. yeah, what they set and up to like do. they're just like breaking yeah like it's a speaking speaking of uh, punk what I find amazing was uh, one of my first nights in hospital in Arakeni I was sitting there and like had like nothing to do and I was just watching TV and it, I think it was like it wasn't Bill Maher but it was this guy he was pure street this guy and he just ended up being interviewing Henry Rollins and I just caught the start of the interview and I watched it it was just like an hour long and it was fucking class but what I couldn't believe was like the guy fucking interviewing him was pretty straight nice looking mm-hmm. suit and all and you have Henry Rollins and t-shirt and all and they got on so well yeah. and the way that they you know what I mean it just looked like pure opposites yeah uh, uh, pure opposites of track and he was chatting to them and like you could even at the end like he went like uh, the interview was like uh, it was been really nice chatting to you and Henry Rollins was like do you know what I've actually had an excellent time talking to you as well and they shook hands and it felt really good but I was sitting there chatting to him and he was chatting about like all these old times and he was like because uh, Henry Rollins like lives by himself and he's like you know he's like you know if I want to be someone if they want but it's like at the same time you're going to have to deal with the fact that I'm going to sit there and write for four hours a day go around be myself I'm not really going to give a fuck about what you're doing in my house because it's my house Going on this, but he was just chatting. He was chatting about the old like kind of punk days. He was like, he's kind of like so you started off in the punk line. You started off in Black Fag, and he was kind of like, how did that get together? And he was chatting about. He was like, I wasn't actually in the original because he wasn't in the original Black Flag. No, it was, not um, technically. He was. Who was the first? Was it that Keith? Uh, I think it was another guy. I was it, it wasn't Keith Morris now. Okay, from Keith. It wasn't the guy from uh, Minor Threat. Wasn't he the first he Black the Flag f- singer? Yeah. What? Ian McKay. Was it him? Or am I thinking of a different guy? Uh, I think it might be. I, I think it was somebody else. I think it was Smith. No, I think it was the guitarist. Was it, not? it was it the was guy Keith. from. No, Greg Ginn's the guitarist. It's a big, uh, no, I think it's Keith Morris. It's the boy with dreadlocks. Yeah, no. he's in off these days. I don't but, know if they're still he, going. But, but he was saying. He was, he but was, there was another band that were going uh, around at the same time. I can't remember. Not sure. But, he, but he was saying something long. It was very interesting because he was at like a gig and they like just sort of gave him the mic sort of. Or like yeah. he, he like got on stage, and then it was just like afterwards they were like, oh, we'll give you that, and then the, but then the guy was kind of like, so that's kind of like your whole kind of career came from because yeah. because they weren't just chatting about all punk days, it was kind of where it started. Like, and um, he went into like, so you do your whole spoken word, and you do your whole, maybe, and if you ever listen to spoken word, it gets pretty intense. Yeah. Like, seems like one of those guys that look at you and you'd be like, yeah, but um, <laughs> like I just find it very interesting. It's like that, that was the whole thing. Uh, just to touch on what you're saying about like uh, a microphone, all like that was the. The thing with like the hardcore scene back then, and like punk in general, is a lot about the emotion. Well, not not even that. Um, like, uh, the big like popular bands. It was so separate from normal people. It's like hair metal and all, and like all them dressing up and everything. Yeah. But then you went to like a fucking punk gig or hardcore gig, and like, bef- like you'd be moshing with the singer and the band, and then they would hop up up on stage, and you'd be like, "Oh, like, wait, that's was, a singer the band." Was, yeah, it was like the, it was all together. There was no difference. Like people just looked like each other, and, yeah. and like. And yeah. But then that's how you I, I, I love that about uh, just enjoy, it's like it was a part of it was just getting rid of that pretense as well, and just being mm-hmm. like. But that's what I love because he was talking about. That's what I really liked. I liked about their dynamic because it just seemed like there were such absences, but they just seemed, they seemed like two people that. 
would probably still be friends, if you know what I mean. It was just that it was just the way, whatever way that they got on with each other, it just the way that they were talking. I really appreciated the interview, and I wish you could remember. It wasn't, he was thinking Bill Maher for some reason, but it wasn't like that. It's because he looked like him. <laughs> but it was it's not that, uh, is it like, is it on BBC? Yeah, it was on BBC. Yeah, it was the BBC something. Like that. That yeah. yeah, I can't remember his name because I know he wasn't American, I know it was BBC, yeah, we were watching yeah. over here, but yeah, I don't. It was a hard talk interview with him that. It's probably that one. Yeah, possibly that, that one. But I, I watched it because it just made it just random because I was in hospital by myself and I watched it and I was like, yeah. fucking, you know, we seen it and I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ, that's Henry Rollins. You know, yeah. I, went, I was clicking through all the channels I had nothing to fucking do. I watched a lot of Henry Rollins. Yeah. I used yeah. to be really into him. Yeah, yeah. I've listened to his spoken word. I've, kinda, I've watched documentaries and Black Flag and stuff like yeah. it's, he's fucking... A, he's, like, he's kind of in a weird realm these days where he's like, sometimes he's on the money and sometimes he's just old man yells at cloud no no like sometimes like I'm not trying to be completely like disparaging I'm just saying yeah, that, like, yeah. but like no, but it just there's, 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 a, there's a weird but he's one of those guys older, that he's kind of I think holding on to a bit of like the old the image that, that he had mm-hmm. that isn't him anymore because yeah. he can't really be it but I just think he's one of those guys that if I see him anything I'll probably, I'd always watch it because mm. I yeah. want to kind of See what he has to say or say he acts. Plus, also, like, there's Sons of Anarchy where he plays a neo Nazi, and you're kind of like, you're in this way bit too well. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just copying all my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I remember, um, I remember, uh, like, wasn't it back in the day? It wasn't, uh, Black Flight, was, was it Fugazi? Do you I think, mind? I remember hearing a story about them, and it was, like, about. <laughs> just trying um, to speak with my face. It's actually the guy, <laughs> after the guy I used to work with, Luke Goodall, because he was a proper old school punk and like that's all he would listen to and that's all he'd done and he was mm. a pretty cool guy but he was telling me about like this I think it was Fugazi or a band like that and they were chatting about like they were at a gig and they, uh, the ne- like, neo-nazis had actually show up in like America and they like kicked them out and then they were stuck like they barred themselves in for like four hours because actually the guys had drive around like jeeps outside with like guns and stuff until they went away <laughs> and they had to bar themselves inside but what actually happened was like 10 of the neo-nazis showed up the whole crowd fought them. The crowd left, and there was just a band there, and it was like five of them. For just like four of these guys were gone, so we're like, "Hey, we need to hide ourselves inside." Oh um, just, just a reminder there, you brought up Fugazi. Uh, Karaki uh, album came out earlier this year. Ian McKay's current project. Check it out. Any Ooh. Fugazi fans? Henry Rollins is the man. Just want to point that out. Yeah. Who's that there asking about Dan Jordan? Talking about Henry Rollins. Who are you? Boys, I think it's time for a song because I'm about to piss. Um, well, <laughs> okay, well, I was going to say something. We'll go, we'll go say it. Well, I was just going to bring something back to what you were talking about, like Refused and them all falling out, and to what we were talking about earlier with like those ba- younger bands that we were all in, like mm. having the crack. And I think it is a benefit of like uh, doing stuff a bit later, even just like. Yeah, and it's like yeah. a lot of bands that like blow up right away too. They just like go nowhere. Then it's yeah. like I think mm. it's like good to have that bit of. Uh, the I, I remember. I actually remember whenever it? we watched the Refuse documentaries. Me and Cameron were also watching the Parkway Drive documentaries, which if anybody's not seen yeah, them, those seen are that. see. Yeah. The funny thing is, is the Refuse documentary. So there's actually four documentaries yeah. in the So the Parkway Drive have two documentaries. One of them is them just touring all of Australia, and the second was them touring the world, and that'll make you want to be in a band and travel the rest of your life. Refuse documentary make you not want to be in a band. And then the other documentary was the charity documentary, which is I was going to bring that up as if, well. If that's you fantastic. are in a band, that's how you want your band to end because yeah. they're ending on a sad note because it's ending, but they're yeah. also ending because they sort of know it needs to end. It's nothing against each other. They're yeah. like they understand got, that something is like wrong. Uh, of there's like chariot side projects happening. Yes, yeah, your sixty-eight is uh, mm. the main guy of the chariot and the drummer of. I can't remember. But then the main guy of the chariot is the guy that 
was also Norma Jean. I think it's the drummer of Norma Jean. Is that '68? Is it the drummer Norma Jean? And it's the I'm not guy. Too sure who the drummer is. I feel like I, I could I could be wrong, but I think that's I think that's who '68 is. But the chariot ended kind of because they thought the chariot should end, but it wasn't yeah. against the chariot. But she used to end it because they all hated each other. Yeah. At the end, and then Parkway Drive just seemed like. A bunch of lads going on tour playing metalcore. <laughs> I always love because in the second in the second Parkway Drive documentary, they're playing from like fifty thousand people on Sonosphere and it shows him setting up, and it's like their manager, and they're all like in their drum tags and stuff, and they're like, "I'm nervous, I'm not even playing." <laughs> they're all like, it's like they're their drum tag. There's one scene where the drum tag's coming off, and he's stepping in the drums, he's like, "I'm not, I'm so nervous for the guys, I'm not even playing." <laughs> <laughs> You go pee, you go pee. Um, yeah, do, do that uh, one. Yeah, one that's I think has been exclusively played it on streams now. Because mm-hmm. I played it on the the last bus, live buskin thing that I did too. My heart burns for you. Hell yeah! Let's hope uh, Thomas isn't experiencing any burning sensations up there. Mm. <laughs> burning sensation. <laughs> I've been eating alone A little too much to fill a hole And stop till I'm done Feeding the fire in my soul My heart burns for you I got injected too My head is aching too And the only cure is you For you, I got it. 